Yo, welcome back, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the We'll Name This Podcast Later. We'll name this podcast later. This is episode four. Thank you guys for rocking out with this. Continuous support has been crazy, crazy, crazy. I am one of the three hosts. My name is DJ. Everybody go ahead and introduce yourselves for the new I am Dexter Nicholas. I am Christian A. Chavez. Chavo. How the fuck you name yourself? All right. So anyway, guys, <laughs> first topic, we're not, we're not going to go ahead and announce the topics like we typically do. Uh, we're just going to freestyle for the most part for today. We got some things that we're going to get to, but we got some, uh, some more lighthearted stuff this week, y'all. It's been a slow news week, and that's good for black people because when it's a slow news week, that means not too many folks have died in the news. Wow. We do want to uh, send condolences to the uh, the family. Uh, what was that gentleman's name from Monroe? The one that the cops murdered Is it Robert in Louisiana? Green? Robert, Robert and Ronald Green. Green. We want to yeah. send condolences to the family, even though we know the situation has passed. The uh, you know the recent information that's been brought to the light. We just want to shine a little bit of light on that. So rest in peace to that brother. Uh, peace to his family. Hopefully those murderers get the uh, justice that they deserve. Which is Long, long, long jail time, and all parties involved mm-hmm. uh, should should go to jail. And free Palestine. Yeah, free Palestine, free yes. Palestine. Yes, please do. All right, guys. So the first topic we're gonna get to today is gonna be our top five. Our top five. Our personal top five. Now, Christian is gonna give us the criteria because. He says it has to be certain things, certain elements for certain things and shit. And then after we get into that top five discussion, we're going to talk about the uh, worst accents we've ever heard in our lives by cities and shit. All right, so Christian, go ahead and give us the rules, man. Give us the rules for the top five criteria. All right, so we're going to talk about... uh, So we're looking at overall lyrical ability and then also taking a look at uh, if they're likable, um, if they have any cultural influence... Do they have any other business mind outside of rap, outside of what they've been doing for music? Mm. And, uh, yeah. And if they had, like, a serious amount of bad bitches that they were fucking mm. around that time, mm-hmm. they definitely have to be added on that list. Damn, nigga, that's like, uh, that's like adding, then taking away, then adding again, then taking away. I, so, I know. Uh, I know. It's like a relationship. What do you do? Uh, go first, because I got to think of my list. God damn it. All right. Um... Top five of all time, no particular order. I'm going to say Nas. Wait, 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 wait. We can't say no particular order. You got to order them shits. Order, okay, order. Nas is number one. Everything no else is going to be out of order. Black Thought is somewhere in there. Yasin Bey. Eh. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with Kendrick. And then I'm going to go with, uh, shit, it's a tough one. I'm going to go with Push. Mm. I will put Yasin Bey in common, common sense, like, same. I fuck with Common, bro. Like, B is one of my favorite albums of all time. But sometimes Common just be over the top of, like, the conscious shit. Like, nigga, have fun. <laughs> have some fucking fun, bro. I mean, I, like, I love... I love, like, I love B. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. But my God, nigga, you're stuffy. Fucking well, Microsoft commercial ass nigga. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why comment is so is so like that. Like, yeah, the nigga, the nigga transition from being a solid folk on a hustler to to being a uh, much enlightened brother. You know, when you got to take your divine, your holy divine, and you pledge your allegiance to something bigger than yourself, and then you realize, man, I gotta, I gotta show love to my black brothers. So. 
I mean, I commend him for it. Sometimes he's a bit too spiritual for me. Yeah. You know, after he fucked with Erica, the nigga started wearing, like, crochet hats and, like, burlap mm-hmm. slacks and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He started smelling like fucking incense and Mm-mm. and ginger. Smelling like Erica Badu pushing. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, you know. The, you, 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 you mean the, the perfume? You the perfume? No, the incense. You know, she um, she did the pussy flavored or smelling uh, um, incense. Double entendre. I see, yeah. I see, I see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, man. So, uh, Dexter, who you got, man? Dylon, 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 Dylon. That's it. You can't argue with that. The nigga spits hot fire. He spits hot fire. That's it. Kanye's number one. 3K, Black Thought, Missy Elliott. That five is tough. Nigga, but three. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Kendrick. Mm. I'm gonna give it to Kendrick. I'm not mad at three stacks, but he only got one solo album, my nigga. That's and that all don't I even count. That's a double disc. That's all I needed. He only got one solo album, but it's not like he didn't snap on that the fucking that... Outcast album. So can we can we say that that's a single album though? Yes. It's a double disc. It's what the love below with the speaker box. Yes, it's, it's a, not. It's a double. It's a double disc. It is what it is. He's he's lyrically one of the most masterful people that you've ever heard. Like he does shit that no one else thinks to do. His oh. rhyme schemes are spectacular, and he had solid, all time great bars on AT Aliens alone. So yes, he gets my. He's my number but one of all time. Though. Is, he was the like, first young thug too. Yeah, mm. I this give, is true. I give him that man, but like I feel like we put. 3K, particularly because we from the South on a really high pedestal, right? But we won't make those same exceptions for other artists. For example, I tell people all the time, and you give me flack for this shit all the fucking time. <laughs> Jay Electronica is the greatest artist of all time in my books. Of all time? Of all time in you my book. You're full of shit. I'm about to say of all time. Time. Oh, yeah, of all time in my bro. book. Just because <laughs> of the emotional connection that I feel with the music. This okay, nigga made okay. me stop eating pork. And You're I right. fucking love ribs. No, like, so uh, I, I'll, I'll speak to that. This <laughs> That's Jay the blackest thing you ever said, nigga. Jay Electronica yeah. definitely pushed this nigga to switch his religious beliefs about four times. Yes. You are right. Nigga, when I heard Exhibit C, I was a 5%er for three months. Yes. I was a 5%er for three months. And I still listen to Exhibit C at least once a day. Once a day. But I feel like going back to the Andre 3K conversation, man, I feel like if homie wasn't from the South, because a lot of people outside of the South have the same thing to say about him. It's he doesn't have the true solo album, and it's really difficult to make a lot of so- solo projects. I understand back in the gap, you had to do two verses back in, you know, mm-hmm. songs used to be four and a half, five minutes. So you got to do two verses. So it's almost like today's equivalent of one song, right? But it's hard to do that for a sustained amount of time as a solo act. That's why I say, uh, like, a lot of people don't like Hov for personal reasons and shit, but I give Hov his credit because of that longevity that he's had from being a solo artist. The only dual diss he made was with the the rapist and Kanye. So, I mean, you got to give him that credit. I just, I love Andre 3000. I just can't put him in my top five because of, you know, the solo album. You got to lay off giving flight to all these Chicago niggas, bro. You're talking about R. Kelly, the rapist. You're talking about Kanye, the crazy... You know, I ain't called Yay crazy. Yay is my nigga. Off my mic, guy. off mic, you did. Stop uh, playing me. You, you said Barack Obama was a failure. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not happy. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga well, look, Barack is a bit of a failure, but we'll Fuck get to me. that. How later. did that get on? How did Barack get on the top five? Because the nigga can't rap. Have you heard him spit? <laughs> he can hoop though. Hey, I give him that man. This jumper kind of sweet. You got a yeah. sweet jumper. But my top five, 
I ain't gonna say Jay Electron is the greatest of all time, but he's in my top five. He's in my top five. So number one, of course, is Nas, man. Back when I made music, I literally listened to all of the instrumentals from Illmatic, and I wrote my verses to that. And that's why they used to always kind of sound weird on newer sounding beats and shit. But trying to keep up with the times, that didn't work. That's why I'm a podcaster. <laughs> so um, Nas is gonna be first. Uh, Kanye is gonna come in at number two. Number three is going to be Jay Electronica just because of the influence piece for me, man. Like, it's big. It's big. People like to say, oh, it's Kevin Gates made everybody a Muslim. Nah, nah, nah. And they had Hove talking about Islam. So <laughs> we'll talk about, yeah, we'll add him. Hove is coming in at number four for me just from the consistency piece, man. It's Hove, he ain't got the greatest verses all the time, but like the gems that he drops now about the financial shit, I feel like he's rapping about what he should be rapping about mm-hmm. for his age, and he's still connecting with our age group. Now, the younger folks, that shit not really connecting with them because it's like, dude, we already know this. They're way more advanced financially than we are from that mindset. We just, we be learning shit from music. Can we remove Jay-Z from that template? You know, when we were coming up, I think everyone thought, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jay Z, Michael Jordan was like the template for niggas. That was the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Kanye is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. He's worth more yeah. money than Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Jay Z is a snake. This nigga basically. Damn. We we've discussed this, bro, in detail. Yeah. Jay Z is a snake. He sold his portion of Rockefeller when them niggas made that shit from the ground up. They got it. Bigs, Dame. He got it from crack cocaine money. We had that conversation before. Like, do you? With dealings with business and and family, mm-hmm. you know, if we sold crack together and if we swap clothes and if we slept on each other's sofas, you can't tell me that I'm barking on assistance too much. So that means you got to sell the portion of our label. Now I have to communicate with white owners at this point when it was just an in-house thing. Yeah, you can't you can't tell me that you got mad because Dame Dash made. Uh, Cameron, Freaky Zeke, and Jim Jones, co-CEO, diplomat, and adjacent to Rockefeller Records. You can't be mad at Dame Dash gave Benny Siegel a co-CEO deal with state property. Jay-Z mm-hmm. has changed his disposition over the past 10 years. He was a very selfish nigga. But uh, that kind of goes into, and let me get my last one. Number five is going <laughs> to be uh, Big Crit. Mm-hmm. Big Crit, just because... Yeah, I mean, he's the South's Nas. Just just keeping it real. Good call. But going back to that, man, like, I understand it. I understand it because a lot of people feel the same way about Diddy. You know, uh, was it uh, the nigga from Mob Deep just passed away and everybody was like, yo, he did him dirty. He uh, didn't give them the money that they were supposed to make from the music. But it's like Diddy's made a lot of changes since he's gotten up in age. And... I mean, it's easier for us to be on the outside of them situations and say, well, it's fucked up, it's fucked up. But what has he done to rectify the situations? Mm-hmm. Now, I know Hove has done nothing to rectify the situations because him and Dame still got their issues. They still got their issues. And I think, too. I think the biggest <clears throat> I think the biggest slight to that situation was the uh, the Kanye. Kanye pretty much decided who to was going to win. Go with Jay. Yeah. And when he, if he would have went with Dame, He'd have still went on that same trajectory, and Dame would probably be in the situation that that Hove is in right now, being mm-hmm. the billionaire because Kanye brought a lot. Kanye revived Jay Z's career, mm-hmm. so we got to give him credit for that, y'all. We got to give him credit for whichever direction he went into could have really determined the success of the other person. If he had went in the opposite direction and stayed with Dame, 
You'd have been, you'd have been a bit more successful, Dane would. And you know, Kanye talked about that. You know, he mm-hmm. said how he went with the person he looked up to the whole time, not the person who put him on, put him on, and put him in position. And it's kind of a regret that he has. You know, from the conversation, I can't remember who he did the interview with, but this was you know back in the day before he even had kids. He gave this interview. Right. I think mm-hmm. one thing that Jay Z proves is that black capitalism is not the answer to any of our issues in the United States because there's always going to be niggas that do shit like he does. And Dex with the political <laughs> take. Yes, <laughs> yes. Switching it up. I'm here but, for one job, guys. But I mean, I mean, even, even still though, man, I think that leads to a larger conversation of can people change and can we give them credit for the change? One person that I really struggle with that, and I want to get y'all opinions on this shit, because anytime I hear Chris Brown record on like the radio or anything like that, I turn that shit off because mm-hmm. I can really just see like dog, he beat the fuck out of Rihanna, man. Hey man, that bitch might have deserved it, all right? No, I'm Whoa. Just, I'm playing. I'm playing. Whoa. I'm playing. I'm playing. Listen, listen. If she burned that nigga, you beat her ass. No, <laughs> no I'm no. joking. I, I mean, I mean, no, all right, listen, listen. It's not right. He was wrong, but I mean, right. you know, the, the nigga, nigga did the break dance. He moonwalked on the face and then just happened to. Yeah. I think it's he was wrong. Like he, I, we're joking about it, but he was wrong. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was absolutely wrong. I, I think that there's a difference between him and Ike Turner, right? And I think we have to start. Is there? We there is, in right. my opinion, right? So Ike Turner did that shit for fifty years, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Chris Brown had one incident. I'm not defending him, by the way. That we know of. He that might have been right, 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 yellow right. pages. That we know of, right? <laughs> have we heard anything else about Chris Brown since then beating a woman? I mean, no, he, he tried didn't. to be he, he tried to be Frank Ocean's ass, but um, bro, he is. Listen, the nigga got that a nigga temper. is combative. He has a temper. Problem. I, I agree. I, I agree with that. My point. I, fuck him. I would go to the club with him all the time. But my, my point is, like, I think that I don't want to make it political, so I'm not. I think sometimes. Um, Black youth is not given the same latitude as white youth and white mistakes. And so I think that he has a right to come back from this. I think that um, the fact that it hasn't come up again in conversation or in like the grand scheme is a big testament to like maybe it was a one time incident and not like a pattern of abuse, which I hope it was. But I think that he was 19. I think they were both 19. Um, I think that mm, he was. That young. Yeah, they were. They were. They, and, he, yeah. you know, I, I just think that. Sometimes youth plays. Now, if it comes out again that he was beating somebody for years and years and years, you know, mm-hmm. I think then we have a then we have a, a conversation. But I think he's shown us who he is, or he has one of the greatest PR teams that's, of all time. And that's what I think a part of the issue is too, right? So when you're poor, or when you're middle class, and when you're average, and you don't have this group of people around you to protect your secrets, I mean, things mm-hmm. come out. When we talk about uh, people who demonstrate abusive behavior. It's never just this wild ass, this nigga went super saiyan, like, oh God, mm. why is Chris Brown's hair orange all of a sudden? Like, it's not one of them situations, yo. It's like one, a situation of like, it might have been small things that ultimately led up to the physical violence, but how mm-hmm. much money, how many other times have you paid somebody off? I'm not saying that it's true or no mm-hmm. shit like that, but it's just when I see him and I see like most of his followers, most of his supporter supporters are women i didn't pay attention to the apology tour i just mm. just was like this nigga beat the shit out of this girl it wasn't like a one-time punch 
He right. punched her several times in the face. And I've been in fights before. I've been in situations in which, you know, things could have gotten out of hand with women, but they didn't. And I knew that, you know, at any point in time, your dude, you could have fucking knocked somebody out if mm-hmm. you wanted to. So it's just, I don't, I don't understand. Like, how do we... And that's just my one thing. That's my one heel that I stand on with that particular person. I believe people have the ability to change. I believe people shouldn't be judged on their past mistakes because we've all got some mistakes, whether they're public or private, right? But that's just the one heel that I won't die on. Would you, would you forgive? That I will die on to me. Let's make it a little more personal because I think we're talking about it from a certain, certain sense of disassociation. If, mm-hmm. if that man put hands on your sister or your mother, right, or your wife, Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Say, let's say she had a previous relationship before you, and they had a child, and you're, you're, you're basically co-parenting with that person. Right. Do you forgive the nigga who kicked the shit out of your wife or your or your sister or your mother? We should ask Ted Cruz that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do do I? Mm, probably not. Um, probably not. Speaking from an emotional, like, personal connection level, right? Right. Um, but years down the road, I mean, immediately, no. Years down the road, maybe, because I'm pretty good at looking back at situations and being like, all right, that was fucked up. You know, that was that was real fucked up. But so much time has passed, and you can be a different person by now. People change. People grow, right? You could be remorseful for your mistake. It don't mean that you can eat at my table, though, right? Like, it don't mean right. that you welcome in my house or welcome in my space, but if I see you, but like, you give them room to grow. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're not a, I, I think we judge people by their lowest points a whole lot, and you know, I'm not saying him beating Rihanna was his lowest point. There could have been way worse than that because he could be beating somebody right now. But I think that um, his lowest point is putting 30 songs on a goddamn. That was album. fucking terrible. Was I didn't trying to get them streaming numbers. We know, nigga, just sell some merch. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I, I ain't listening to none of that shit. And, and just to be clear, I haven't listened to Chris Brown since Graffiti. Graffiti, I think it was the last album that I listened to by him, which was, you know, at least 50, 11 songs ago. But um, I, I just don't think that we've all been, uh, actually, we talked about this. I have not. Apparently, y'all have. Have been in young love drama, right? Like I love it. I hate it. I, I hate drama. I always have. I've never wanted to be a part of it. And so, like, what if I'm you cool were judged? Yes. What if the rest of your life was defined by one of those relationships that didn't end so well that you had when you were well, I, 18, 19? Well, I wasn't, I wasn't the culprit in, in any of those instances. I, You know, I'm pretty mild-mannered. I may talk crazy. You know, I may say some wild shit. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty, I'm pretty chill. Um, but I do attract, attract certain women. Um, who who like to you know throw eggs at your car and mm-hmm. might key your car? So I, I mean I don't like it because at the end of the day I gotta you know pay for that through insurance. But at the end of the day, it's like the passion is there. It's like you can look in her eye and just know like because <laughs> the toxic. I'm good. No, I'm no sir. No sir. I'm good. You know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to that. fuck her and put her head all bet- all between the washer and dryer. Get the fuck back there. Yeah. Well, man, I I just think, bro, like if that shit happened to like somebody I cared about. Like with my friends, like with my friends, I know how I am with my friends. If somebody doesn't like you and you're my, if someone doesn't like you and my friend is the person that doesn't like Mm. you, regardless of how their relationship gets mended, I don't like you anymore. Mm. I have an undying loyalty to my friends. I have an undying loyalty to certain people in my family. I owe certain people in my life closer. Like Christian Mm -hmm. is more like a brother than a friend to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck that nigga George. 
Oh my God, edit that shit. Oh my God. Put a little mean edit on that. We're going to put the little splits thing with it. We can flip it all in and out. But, um, but nah, man, like, <laughs> it's, it's certain situations in which I just can't forgive it, man. If you hurt, like, uh, my mom, my dad, like, any of my, like, my friends, I just can't get past it. I'm not saying I'm going to want to constantly put hands on you, want to mm-hmm. kill you and no shit like that, but I don't want you around and I'll make shit uncomfortable for you. Regardless I mean, of the growth that you have, because, I mean, we I can pretend from, like, a fucking 50-foot view of, Another person's like, yeah, I'm, I'm emotionally stable. I'm mature. Yeah. If I was him, I would handle it a different way. I know me for real. I'm not going to be that emotionally responsible guy I'm because yeah. I'm not him. I'm not him. Yeah. So if, yeah. if that shit would have happened to my grudges. people, I'm yeah, a cancer. I do. I, I'll, I'll treat you as if you did the, the infraction yesterday. It could, be, it could be three years ago. And I'm, I'm not petty. I just, and if I had the energy and I didn't get to fuck you up then, and if I see you, I'm going to want to fuck you up when I see you. Right. Mm. And then there's those tender moments you have. Like, you, you have tender moments with your mother. Thinking about someone punching your mom in the face, that shit has never happened in my life, and I just got mad a little bit. Yeah. Thinking about somebody hitting my wife or touching one of my kids, man, you got to go. You like, if you was go. my celly, we would have fought. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, like, that's, that's like, just the way like, it You works. know what I'm saying? Like, it's over with for you. So, I, I just think that for... A culture that is like so forgiving and welcoming of everyone. Yeah. We we shun people who fuck up in their youth. And I mean that that's a that's a yeah. genuinely Robert a, a, Jr. Yeah, it's genuine. I mean, white folks are allowed to be the prodigal son and come back and have this grand revival like Robert Downey Jr. or um uh Britney Spears. Well, that was a terrible because that was mental illness. My bad. But you know, uh people who had Justin these, Bieber. Justin Bieber, like they're allowed to have these great maturations and change. And you know, meanwhile, 15 years later, after Chris Brown has not put his hands on anyone that we know of, mm-hmm. we're still like, that nigga need to be canceled. Right. And there's some <laughs> there's some that deserve it. I, but we don't we don't let go of the ones that need to be let go of, like Robert fucking Kelly mm-hmm. or like Bill Cosby, or shall we say Pill Cosby at this point. Like, I mean, but I feel like yeah. with certain folks. Folks, I don't believe, and I'll say this, I don't believe in canceling um, Chris Brown or no shit like that. I don't believe Chris Brown should be canceled or anything like that. I'm just saying I personally don't support it because I think one of the greatest offenses that you can have is causing that much type of pain to a woman. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's some nuts so shit. Like, that's right up there with, like, rape with me. You Who, know Chris what I'm Brown? Yeah, like, that's some nuts so shit. So I won't necessarily say I, I don't give a fuck. He ain't in my life, so it ain't my job to forgive him. For me to forgive him or for me to not forgive him. But the biggest thing for me is is that, like, I just don't support it because it just don't feel right. It just don't feel right. But I do, I do think that we are a bit harder on our culture than, like you said, than, than folks on the outside. But I do want to have a side point. Justin Bieber got away with all that fuck shit and we got mad at that little black boy he was with and said he was the troublemaker. No, Justin Bieber was a fuck nigga doing all that bad shit made what is Lil Twist or whatever his name was. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. They kept yeah. saying it was him. Lil Twist was like, I didn't do any of this shit. And we gave him all the flack and Justin Bieber got away and got to uh, make an album called Justice. So, fuck out of here. Yeah, you know, it's, but but to Dex's point, I, I think certain... Um, Certain white entertainers, you know, actors, musicians, they have a certain, they have the complexion for their protection, as Paul Mooney would say, R.I.P. Mm. Paul Mooney. R.I.P., um, yeah. Rest in peace. And, uh, I mean, we can't, we can't combat that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. We just, 
we can't. We're always going to have a certain level of scrutiny against us because yeah. when we're more talented. <laughs> and then also, Ooh. you know. I don't believe that now that I think about it. What? I'm going to challenge both of y'all. Mm-hmm. I think we only have that line of thinking for celebrities. So in our everyday lives, in our everyday lives, it ain't that. We forgive murderers. We be, we forgive. I'm talking about within our community, just on some real shit. Yeah. We think about murderers. We see the motherfuckers in the hood. Yeah, I'm not day. ratting. I'm not telling. We not telling. We not ratting. But we also just say, oh, he's just crazy. No, but that's different. I, Hold like, on. I got another point, though. One more point. We know people who got family secrets. I'm talking about touch the kid and some other shit. And in our community, sometimes motherfuckers don't step up. A lot of times motherfuckers don't step up and say shit. So I believe within our realm of people that we fuck with, I'm not saying I do this shit, but I know we protect a lot of people in our community that's got some fucked up shit. Celebrities, I feel like we let them fall. What y'all think? I don't have those kind of things in my family, so I can't. Not in my family either But we all know somebody who knows somebody That's married to somebody that's beating their ass And everybody in the family know that they getting their I ass mean, And we don't say shit I mean, Maybe at the yes. cookout cooking I mean, Yes and I'm sure there are plenty of people who I know did some shit That um, is less than savory That I'm not going to speak on But mm-hmm. I don't look at it as Me protecting We can anyone. edit it out if you want No it's fine I don't, I'm not going to even indict oh, myself like that um, I, I think that Black people have a master's doctorate, juris doctorate degree in minding our own motherfucking business. I think that that is what, I mean, I'm very much like, I don't, I don't help cops. Like, you can come to my house and ask me about anything. I'm not helping you. You know why? Because it's your job to figure that shit out. I'm not talking to you. I don't want nothing to do with it. So, and I even put this on Facebook the other day. Like, y'all can say whatever y'all want about me. But when I leave this earth, make sure you tell everybody I'm minding my business. That's all I need people to know. And so I think it's more about that aspect than it is protecting um, murderers and all all of these folks. You know, when it comes to the touching the babies in the family, I think that's a different story. But, mm. you know, if a nigga go rob a bank and then come back to the hood with $50 million, $50 million talking about he robbed the bank, <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, I hope yeah. right. No, you got, you got a right. point. You got a point. I mean, I, I think I think I forgive everything except, except rape and... um. And 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 touching and touching the children, I mean beyond that, I'm I'm not really I'm not really tripping on what what someone does, but I mean, I guess I'm I'm a little a little more stringent on people when they whenever they're in the public eye, like the cameras on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey you niggas, y'all better watch it now. You know what I'm saying? They they watching you, so you got to right. be mindful of what you're doing. But like, I didn't had cousins come from out of town, knowing knowing they didn't just shot some niggas. They got to lay low. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that shit because before, before I went to college, I had a life too. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to, you know, to take it with with a grain of salt. But <clears throat> at the same time, you just you look at people and just say, hey, you know, we make mistakes, and I, you know, I actively make mistakes, and I actively have to fight those thoughts of like responding. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's. And I- I think a big part of it, too, as the newly elected board member for um, Capital Area Reentry Coalition. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Round of applause button. Yes. I I think that um, we have to get out of the stigma of treating people who come home from prison as if they have not served their sentence. Right. Like Mm. there we we talk about I haven't forgiven you. And, you know, they're still legally discriminated against, number one. Mm. Uh, But number two, like they serve their time. We see we saw that a lot with with 
uh, Michael Vick, especially, right? Right. People feeling like Michael Vick shouldn't have been able to get a job after he got out of prison or like he wasn't deserving of X, Y, Z. Like my nigga, he didn't get out of prison. Like he didn't get out of his sentence. He went to prison and he served his time for what the judge said was his appropriate time to serve for, you know, repentance. Bullshit, I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I'm also not going to agree, he, but I'm not going to disagree. He assaulted their beloved dogs. Yes. Their which canines. Don't fuck with niggas canines. With white people with canines. People, but I, I use him because he's a, he's a like, um, easy example, but there are plenty of people who are coming out of institutions and can't move on because I'll tell you this quick stat. The state gives money to apartment complexes and, and um, rental property owners to house ex-convicts, right? To mm-hmm. formerly incarcerated peoples is the technical term. So the person, the, the FIP would pay the rent, right? And then the government would come behind them and say, hey, Here's a little extra money on the rent because, you know, you're doing something good. They still will not let formerly incarcerated people stay at their places. There are over at that point, there were 600 people getting out in a week. I was talking to one of the state representatives about it. He was like, we got 600 people. We can't get any of them a house and we're ready to give people money for this. Right. They can't get jobs. They can't be around their family. And so mm-hmm. then we say yeah, we don't give them the opportunity to grow. Number one, because most people go to prison. When they're young, right? Made a mistake. You know, everybody gets one mistake. Some of us is a kid early. Some of us is going to prison. Some of us is a terrible relationship. Everybody gets one mistake. But we got to let them, once they've repented for the mistake, or at least serve the time for the mistake, let them reenter society. I think that's a a systemic issue at large, though. I don't think that's something necessarily for our community. I don't see when folks get out of jail and, like, we have issues, like— Black people don't have issues with our people getting out of jail, particularly shit for like drug charges uh, and shit of that nature. It's typically the other folks on the other side that are having issues with hiring these people because they don't see it as you've served your time, you've Mm -hmm. paid your debt to society. They see it as, nah, you could potentially do this again because you have this this pattern. I think I, I... I feel like I've actually won a point for once in life. God damn it. This needs to go on record. I feel like we as niggas do not give a fuck. I think we don't care as much unless it's like you said, Christian, in the public eye. If it's a public eye situation, then we scrutinize it because these people's lives are our entertainment. Yeah. They're not humans anymore. Also, why would you why would you scrutinize a system that you already believe is like against you? True. So if you got arrested, you probably got arrested on some bullshit. Them niggas was just out to get you, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's a giant... And you know, every nigga got a story. Like, ain't no nigga go to jail and was like, I did it. That, right. That's not... I, I, mean, I mean, so... so just just to be transparent, like, you know, so I, I made I made a, a mistake earlier earlier in my childhood. Um, and... Uh, Allegedly. I mean, I'm just... I, I'm 32, bro. This shit over with. I, like, I got arrested when I was, when I was 17. But, um... Nah, so I got I got arrested with a uh, with a with a gun and and uh, I was in county jail, so didn't didn't get sentenced to prison or anything. But I just, you know, but in Illinois, they they make you actually sit in the county until they actually try you, and they can try you three years after the offense. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, long story short, served like eight months and some change. But uh, you know, it, it but at the same time, it wasn't uncommon. For that to happen, I felt like everybody that I grew up with in my community or in the communities like that, you know, 
getting getting a, getting a gun charge mm-hmm. is like finding a parking space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So is it you know made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. I, I was able to bounce back from that. But I didn't really feel like I did anything wrong <laughs> in, in all actuality. You know, I, I didn't I didn't understand it until I left and was able to actually move on with my life. Um, you know, kind of changed up the crowd I was hanging with to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, still cool with those people, but don't function with them every day. Um, you know, went to college and you know moved forward on with my life and I'm active, active participant in this in this thing we call uh, uh, life being American and being. And, just living, trying to do the best I can. So niggas make mistakes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was thinking about the circumstance. Um, What was the young boy that was killed in Florida? Um, Trayvon. Trayvon Martin. I remember mm-hmm. we were talking about the idea of of, um, uh, of innocence for our, our youth, and it doesn't exist. You know, mm-hmm. he was walking home. Mm-hmm. And after the after he was murdered, they were assassinating his character, who he was as a person. He, yeah. he wore a hood, and he was a thug, and this and that. But you don't, you don't understand, you don't understand the, the nuances and the circumstances in which he he lived in, or what, or what you know. Right. So, and so, you know, a, a white kid in the suburbs can can listen to rap music, but he's not considered a thug. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is that? You know what I mean? So, me me grew up growing up on 79th Street means that I can't listen to Nirvana. Does that mean I can't appreciate Coldplay? So. The the hybrid doesn't exist both ways. We ha- like they they make you choose who you have to be, and you have to fit that mold. There, yep. There's a very interesting study um, that was done a while ago, and it basically asked <clears throat> white white people when did they find certain demographics of people um, threatening, sexually promiscuous, and threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to go into the details because my I haven't read it in years, and I might get the numbers wrong, right. but it was black girls are seen as sexually promiscuous at five years old. Kindergarten was the average age. Mm. And black boys are considered dangerous also at five years old in kindergarten. You know, from these white folks perspective. Um, now, I taught I taught kindergarten in first grade. Let me tell you something. That is the last time that you will see your child be sweet ever. Like 100% mm-hmm. through. Like, they they love you. They draw on you pictures every day. Mm-hmm. And then they get to second grade and be like, bitch, what the fuck you want? Like, it is <laughs> a completely different animal. And so, you know, that when we talk about how how black kids don't get to be kids, yeah. it's a problem. And, and that's partially, like, our fault. Like, I, I mean, in our community, our parents, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because I should not have been watching the Players Club at 11 years old, right? I, should, I shouldn't have been doing that. But why not? Because it, it ages you. Like, it it brings your mind up to have things. It brings you up to know things that you, should you know shouldn't about. know about right. just yet. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. But if we aren't changing the, the, the environment in which we are coming up in, that does not matter. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's almost to the point to where I remember it was in Remember the Titans. I think Denzel had a scene. He was talking about one of the coaches was trying to be nice to the black players. He's like, no, you're not. You're not. You're not saving him. You're crippling him. Because mm-hmm. when we go outside, it's not a loving environment. So you're trying. We're trying to coddle our children. I'm not saying it's, it's right. Right. I'm, I'm right, just right, saying right. that 
I don't think it has it has any real effect either which way. I'm still going to go outside and see niggas getting shot. I'm still going to go outside and see crackheads. still going to go outside and see half of my friends don't have fathers at home. So what does it matter? I'm, I'm watching somebody shake their ass and tits. But it's, it's, it's the desensitization mm-hmm. at that very young age, though. It's like most children should grow up to have that innocence, right? They should be able to grow up and watch Pokemon. I think Digimon, if that shit still comes on for you little <laughs> snot noses. They should be able to grow up and watch that shit and mm-hmm. be kids, bro. They shouldn't have to worry about like, damn, man, I'm five years old. My dad said I got to be an adult, so I got to want some pussy, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Like, yeah, kids go. shouldn't have to or grow up that fast. Even when you become 18, you automatically become a contributor to the household. Um, mm-hmm. I talked to Anthony Kimball, um, who's a, a real estate developer, black real estate developer here in Baton Rouge, you know, was raised over. Actually, he's the guy who just bought back the Lincoln Hotel and all of that on yeah. government. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about how he had a change of mind about money when he was uh, working at this this company, um, this finance management company. And he had to like, they. it was during the digitization move and he had to like digitize all of the trust and wills, you know? Right. Um, and so he would like scan them and make sure everything was okay. And he started realizing that a lot of these people, you know, rich folks, their kids had trust that kicked in when they were, you know, 25, 35, 45, where you get this money. You know, at 25, you get a car. At 40, at 40, we'll buy you a house. You know, those those types of things. And he was mm-hmm. like, these white people are really giving their their kids, like, generations to yes. grow up and, like, hit yeah. different milestones in life. And yet, how many niggas we know was like, it's 18, I got to move out. Or it's 18, my mama started making me paying a bill or mm-hmm. rent or whatever, right? Like See, that that grows us up just as that's, much. Yeah, that's yeah. a common thing. That's yeah. a very common that grows thing. us up just as much as you know watching those things. So now instead of being out the house when you twenty two, twenty three, understand the world a little bit more. You know you got your mm-hmm. credit score up. Now you got to go get the four hundred dollar apartment in in the hood, right? Now you got to yep. be around all those things, you, you know, and so. It's just uh, you turn 18, you grow into that life. I mean, look at the north gates of LSU, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, yeah. particularly on Astor yeah. over in that area where they have all those cheap apartments. The first time I heard a gunshot go off was when I lived in my apartment on Astor. I literally heard this nigga blow this bitch head off, literally laying in my bed. And I was like, oh, you know how much my rent was then? Right. Two, no. $2.50 a month. Right, well, I mean, there you two fifty a month because I had to move out the house early, and that's all I could afford. Cost of life is cheap. Yeah. It wasn't cheap. It's just I ain't had no money. Like <laughs> there's a difference. So we, I mean, all those things contribute to our kids growing up faster than the average bear. Because how much money can you really save if you're a kid, no college education? You have no skills that you've learned in school. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I can say that's good about these schools in South Louisiana is that they have a lot of trades built mm-hmm. into the schools. So some of these kids are coming out prepared to make $30,000, $35,000 and stuff like that. But, you know, you still got to find a way to get hired. You still got to learn about how to pay bills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for those kids who don't have those opportunities and you're making $9 an hour, $10 an hour, some people making $7 an hour and something, mm-hmm. even if you do have a job fresh out of school, you still don't have enough money to save. You literally make just enough money to be poor. That's it. Mm-hmm. You have nothing else to enjoy about life besides Bro, being poor. I know niggas that's robbing that make more than that. 
That's what I'm saying. And that, that leads you into that, that split decision of what do I leave a life of crime? Because I don't want to do that shit. No one, no nigga I know grew up saying, man, you know what? Scarface seems like a glamorous movie. Niggas was like, nah, that money he was making, mm-hmm. that money he was making seems like a lot. I want the money. No one wanted the other portions of the lifestyle. So that's why they got to kind of go in those, those type of directions and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 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 a tough one either which way. But I mean, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? I think at the end of the day, we just have to take a look at at our at our environment and culturally what we what we deem is important, and then just right. go from there. But that ties back to our first conversation about top five. I think music and culture and what we think is is normal mm-hmm. and necessary is entrenched in everything that we do. I mean, speaking of culture, um, my councilman. Shauna Banks is going a uh, little viral on Facebook mm. and the and the Twitters oh, and yeah. whatnot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get into that, yes, you haven't given the worst accent. Worst accent. I got to hear from y'all. We ain't, I ain't getting uh, off this yeah, shit till yeah, I get to yeah, say yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, I yeah, want to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 Dexter, yeah. worst accent. The worst. Like I hate to hear it. Yes, hate to hear it. Sounds fucking awful. There, I've list. I've heard so many. Like I love them all. The hardest one to understand is French. Easily, um, French accent is. I'm talking about American vernacular. No, American. Only American. Only American. That's boring. We have. We have to. We have to open. All right, well, up. y'all can expand it. I got an American one that I hate. I'm only, gonna get my shit off. Only God, American. I hate the like, the um the the Appalachian like. All of that bluegrass country, yeah. you know, okay. I fucking hate the Appalachian accent. All with you dirty country ass white people. <laughs> Basically, I'm just me and Donald, me Donald Trump. Yes, we love the you, same. Yes, we love your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's that's the one. Probably followed closely by um, the rich white lady tone. Oh, yeah, actually, I, think, I like that. That kind of like turns one, me on. No, <laughs> like bitches that just say scones and shit. Yeah, that's a food I don't want to hear. Like, yeah. Honey, have you checked the? No, shut the fuck up! Oh my god. Yeah, I hate it. Oh, I love it actually. I hate it. I Christian, wanna, what you got? I want to cost her, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christian Brown over here. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's what it I is. I said, home. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be taboo <laughs> every day. But, uh, <laughs> you got me. I would say I would say worse. God damn, Mississippi. Mm. Damn, black um, Mississippi or white Mississippi? Both. Okay, They're both Southern vernacular. I mean, both. Southern African American. Some bullshit. Well, uh, it's a mix of that and like Georgia. Sometimes I can't understand what they're saying. You know what I mean? Well, Georgia has that sweet money. No, no, no. I'm, no talk, I'm talking like Atlanta. I'm talking about like the... the motherfuckers say goddamn like every five seconds. You're like, you're like, goddamn, like, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, folks. Like, you don't have to, like... It's it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's some accents that I like, though. Mm. Wait, what's, hold on, wait, what's yours? The accent that you don't like? Y'all know I've been waiting to get this shit off. I fucking hate... DMV accent. That's the, yo, oh fuck you. That's the sexiest yo, accent there. Yo, is. hold on. That's, this that's nigga hot. bucket. Yeah. You tweaking, bro. Yo, yeah. bro. Y'all tripping, nah, bro. bro. So, so, DC, PG County. So, motherfucker come to be, your house. Hey, you got some hot dogs? No, bitch, I ain't got no goddamn hot dogs. <laughs> you said it wrong. <laughs> you said it wrong, bro. Say, but you got some hot dogs? You, you, you got some hot dogs? Some hot dogs? Give me two hot dogs. Give me Get two. the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, we, don't, we don't have is, that. We have hot dogs. That accent is fucking gorgeous. You tripping? 
tripping. No, yeah, bro. Can. Like DC Maryland Virginia has like I'm not gonna lie, like 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 what's your boy Golink saying? I like a bitch that'll fuck me and fight me in the same clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you ain't gonna get it. You ain't gonna get it. It's cool, bro. It's cool. It's cool. The, the, the level of toxicity there is, is unmatched. Oh my god. <laughs> no, seriously. That shit. No, the DMV accent is fucking beautiful. Y'all are tripping, man. Nah, nah, I so will... tell me a way that a woman can make hot dogs in Hulu sound sexy. When she gargling on my dick, nigga. Like, I don't understand. You don't hear anything. That's not Unless that's she sucks that. dick in fucking DMV. In harmony. <laughs> <laughs> she, has a certain, she has a certain pitch that, that pushes through. <laughs> no, she no. yodels on my shit. Stop. What, what, was, what, was the, what was the one that they was trying to say? Aaron earned and orange earned. And it just came out that earn, earn, oh, earn, that's New earn. Orleans. That's nah, New Orleans that was the DMV. DMV. They say earns? Yeah. Oh. Earn, 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 earn. And it was just like, they heard themselves for the first time. Like, and they were like, we really sound like that? That shit. They got to stop. But I don't know anyone with a famous Be More accent. Like, they must get rid of that shit. Snoop. Oh, Snoop got a L. What is it? No, Snoop from, uh, from, the, from wire. the Wire. Oh, okay. Snoop from The Wire. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that girl. That she shit, killed yeah. the guy. She killed she had, and then she got she got. Really, yeah, then she got got. I forgot. No, no, she really murdered someone in real life. Oh, for real? Yeah. Was it with that sauce she bought in season five? No, nah, I mean, I, I think she just blew somebody's brains out. That's that's, 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 that's that was wild shit. So, yeah. um, accents you do like? Uh, New Orleans, greatest accent in the world. Greatest baby. accent in the world. I don't know about that, but I... man, chick call you baby and offer you food, nigga, you melting. You're gonna melt. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna melt. It's great. Uh, I can't, about, can't say. What about you? Can't say. DMV. Uh, I love her. Be lying, bro. I'm not. Bro. Wait, you going to DC soon, huh? I got family out of DC. Oh, uh, you going soon though, aren't you? Nah, I got somebody. We don't even have listeners in DC yet, so I just want you to know that when you get out there, they ain't gonna be like, oh, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I nah, got some nah, hot dogs. No, nah. nah, I'm just. <laughs> No, nigga. <laughs> no, I got somebody. So, so if I'm going to DMV area, she coming with me. So that shit ain't gonna roll. But most I mean, deaf, most deaf. But I mean, uh, I just you know, like I used to, I used to visit there, and in uh, Harlem in the summertime, and I would say like, like either a Harlem Bronx, like any any East Coast accent is yeah, like is like I prevalent. I give you that. I give you that. I give and you that. Uh, East side of Chicago. I don't it's something about like my neighborhood, like east side of Chicago, or sometimes west side, but they talk a little country on the west side. But I would say like a Chicago like a Chicago girl, like I, I fuck with it. Um Oakland. Oakland accents is fire. Mm. Um but if we're talking like globally, I would shit, I love a British accent. Okay. I love I love a British, I love a Jamaican girl from the UK. Like it's a it's a mix of that mm. and like you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's fire. I mean, I gotta watch some more of that. Uh, what's the name of that show that comes Peaky, on Netflix? Peaky Blinders. I'm going with North European. Give me like the Norwegian, Holland. Nine, 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 nine. That's German. Oh, you want your girl to give you the hit? Like, uh, okay. like Greta Thunberg. Like, not that she's attractive because she's also like twelve. But <laughs> but the the voice is amazing. They put like little inflections on stuff that there shouldn't be inflections on. It's really cute. And then after that, oh, Australian. Yeah. But honestly, only if it's Steve Irwin. It's the only Australian voice I like. Okay. It comforts me. Hmm. 
Oh, look at you, little bugger. <laughs> You're an angry little bugger, aren't you? I'm not gonna lie. Like I love, I love a British that can talk shit. Like, like oh. sarcasm in in their accent is like, huh? It's like rice and gravy. I just don't hear anything that they say. It just all sounds like oots and boits and oots and boits. And boits. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, yo, what's the name of that show? Everybody loves it on Netflix. It's a great show. I've seen like the first two seasons. I think there's a shit a British show. It's a British show about. It's like the British Wire. Peaky Luther? Blinders. No, it's not Peaky Blinders. It's like Summer House was a part of it. Oh, no, I, don't, I don't watch Damn. British. Damn, it's on Netflix. I love, I love Summer British House shows. was, was I mean, one yes. of the first ones like, on Like Snatch, Snatch is one of the best British films I've ever seen, directed by Guy Ritchie. Man, The Inbetweeners. Yes. Oh, my God. The yes. Inbetweeners is fucking amazing. Uh, the IT crowd is fantastic. And I don't know, there's this... Uh, I'm one of my favorite shows is Veep, which if you have not watched, oh Veep, my god! Mm-hmm. And there is a British version Louis of Dreyfus. Veep. Oh yeah, Julie Louise Dreyfus. There's a British version of Elaine, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The British version is called um, "In the Thick of It," and the writer from that show came and wrote for Veep. It is amazing. So that those are my mm-hmm. three. I also love the Great British Bake Off um, because, like, watching British people bake in a baking tent. That shit's cute as fuck. The insoles yeah. on Veep are like oh the my best. Stop not. Like the Stop best. Not. I tried to use Jonah for, in, what was it? I tried to use Jonah for intelligence. And when she told that nigga, that's like using a croissant <laughs> for ma- <laughs> to masturbate. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> it doesn't get the job done. And it makes a fucking mess. Yes. That shit was the greatest line. I'm not going to lie. They have, they have the best insults. My, my nigga said, you like to have sex and walk, don't you? He was like, yes. He said, so go fuck off. <laughs> I was like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it was so simplistic, but it was horrible like oh god if you have not seen veep i cannot stress to you how much selena meyer is a fucking mood like selena meyer is one of the best characters i've ever seen portrayed on tv like don't get me wrong you're gonna hate her but you're gonna love the fuck out of her go watch veep right now and what's crazy was i'm a huge modern family fan as well and modern family lost eight years straight to veep as like best comedy it was maybe it wasn't eight, but it was a lot of years straight hmm. to the point where Julia Louise Dreyfus just like one of her speeches was like, "Yeah, I'm getting tired of winning these." Like, and I yeah. always used to think I was like, "How can something be beating Modern Family? It's one of the best written shows of all time." Yeah. And then Veep came up on Amazon Prime once, and by mm-hmm. episode three, I was like, yeah, "I was hooked." Oh, I, I was get hooked it. after the first episode. Yeah, like, I was like, "I get it. it it's great." So y'all, I made watch it through Veep. the pilot. Bro, you gotta watch you gotta, it. You gotta go back. It. It's gotta like it's it. like House of Cards is actually funny. Yeah, huh. <laughs> and it's not even the situations that are funny. Straight dialogue. Yeah. Like I could watch hmm. it with my eyes closed and just listen and yeah. still laugh and laugh and laugh. It's great. Okay. Go check, check it out. out. Sorry. Okay. So was that? Are, are we segueing now? What are we yes, we are segueing. Okay. We're so, segueing back. We're segueing back. Set it up, Dex. So as we were talking about culture, yeah. our councilwoman is going viral on the Facebook, Twitters, and whatever mm-hmm. because she called the kids jigging at their graduation a bunch of jackasses. That's why most people were upset. Um, mm-hmm. But she also insinuated that graduations are supposed to be sanctified. And I'm using her, not her words, but sanctified and, you know, traditional and, and you boring. know, a boring and a place of respect. Mm-hmm. And Baton Rouge is split. It's not a great split. It's probably about 75% of people saying, you know, you shouldn't have said that. And then 25 being like, oh, I actually agree with you. But I'm curious. 
What y'all think about these videos only in the last four or five years yeah. of people like jigging and dancing at graduation once they get their diploma? Boom, boom, boom. Hey. hey. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that, I, that jam. That's a jam. That's I a mean, I mean, I don't feel a way about it, but I do think we need to change how graduations happen, bro. Like, I'm not a traditionalist in the sense of anything. Like, mm. I don't like traditional weddings. I don't like traditional parties. Everything needs to be updated and modernized. Who the fuck is really jamming pomp and circumstance when they're celebrating? <laughs> if I get a promotion and you play fucking pomp and circumstances, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. We got to switch this shit up. Like, these are black schools, Majority black schools. The only thing I say I didn't like about it is if you calling people actively across the stage and one person's family doesn't get to hear their name because mm-hmm. everybody's still, hey, hey, and for you, I feel bad for them in that situation mm-hmm. because you kind of ruined their moment. Just add a little time. Give a, give a, give niggas 30 minutes to break dance halfway across that motherfucker. You get to the 30 diploma. Minutes? 30 seconds. Oh, 30 oh, seconds. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> These might be praise dancers. <laughs> but no, nah, man, give, them, give everybody like 30 seconds to do that thing because, I mean, I'm not one to celebrate high school graduations. I'm just going to be honest. I feel like it's one of them things of, oh, congratulations, you tied your fucking shoe. <laughs> like, woo, nigga, you did it. Bro, it's some niggas who barely made it out. I know, and it sucks for them that they're going to have to work at McDonald's for the rest of their life. <laughs> extra cheese, my nigga, extra cheese. So that, I mean, that's that's on their bodies, bro. That's on their body. I don't feel like it's something we should necessarily, like, overly celebrate. But if you're going to let people celebrate, let's not fucking control how people celebrate. I'm not here to police that shit. If a motherfucker wanted to do a fucking somersault and land squarely on their back and shatter their shit. If they had fun doing it, by all means, let them do that shit. I don't give a fuck. Hmm. Let them celebrate. I, uh, so I'm going to do something that I never do, which is sit on a fence, actually. Um, yeah. That shit's uncomfortable. Personally, I did not like it. Because he can't jig. I, my knees don't move that way no oh, yeah. more. I don't know what that is. No more. I used to be a J master, but Jig, now that's when they do the the, the bad. You, oh, the you legs. have to be. Yeah, you have to be born here to do it. Yeah. I've just lived here. And my knees don't work. Yeah. No way. I can't do it. I can't. I've tried. I was born right there. Hurricane Long is part of my birthright, nigga. Um, <laughs> so like, I I do not like the fact that they're doing it at a graduation, mostly because I hate graduations, but also. A little bit because yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be the thing that that people latch on to to judge our culture. Now, with that said, on the other side of that fence, you know, there is we've always danced and celebrated, you know, as a celebration in our culture. You know, it's, you know, going back to the motherland. It is what it is, it's what we do. Right. So mm-hmm. I wholly expect it to be there. Uh, or I don't feel like it's out of place for being there. I think right. that the way that it is implemented, kind of to what you were saying there. The way that it's implemented is the problem um, because you could be taken away from somebody else's shine. But more importantly, it makes the graduation longer and I don't want to fucking be there. <laughs> right. I think that's right. so I have a I have a weird thing with graduations. I don't understand pageantry like you don't like it. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, I don't understand it. I don't like why. Are you, why are we doing this? Why? Why is there? Why is there a speaker? Why are people in robes? Like, why we couldn't just show them in jeans and a t-shirt? Like, I genuinely don't right. understand. Especially for the fucking future fry cooks of America. Like, <laughs> I, I genuinely, like, I've had this conversation with my therapist. Like, I don't get it. Like, why Why is it this way? And nobody is like, this is fucking stupid. This, mm-hmm. nothing that we're doing makes any sense whatsoever. Mail me my fucking degree so I can stay in my house and do whatever the fuck I want to do. I didn't walk when I got that degree. 
hanging on my wall right now. When I graduate in December, I need just not walking again because I think that it is foolish. But right. if we gonna do it, if we gonna do it, mm-hmm. let's do it and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like Kanye said, why the fuck am I gonna be in this shop class with all the rest of these motherfuckers mm-hmm. underachieving? Mm-hmm. For real. <laughs> so I mean, you know, <laughs> I went to high school when they been this slow. <laughs> <laughs> It's over with. So, it's jokes. It's jokes. It's jokes. It's so jokes. I, I actually, I don't, I don't, I see everybody's point of view, which usually I, I can say one person is more valid than the other. But in this one, I'm just like, for my personal beliefs, like, first of all, we shouldn't be here. Second of all, we're going to be here. Let's get out of here quick. <laughs> right. And, but I also see people who are like, and you know, it's just kids. Now, what I will say is I wish that I can go back and tell my past self. You know, like we always make, and I'm saying this, and you can quote me on whoever wants to be mad about it. We always say that high school is a great accomplishment and you did so much. You really didn't. Like mm-hmm. high school, you really did nothing. Like it is the easiest thing that you can do. What high school is designed to do is to weed people out who aren't supposed to be contributing to society, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you need an education to contribute to society. Plus the way that we measure folks is built on white supremacy. And so I'm just like, I agree. No, no. Um, you you got a degree. Cool. I wish I can go back and tell myself, don't spend all that money on that class ring, on prom, like none of that, mm-hmm. you know. But they're allowed to be eighteen and graduate and be excited about it, and so let them let them do their thing. It's teaching us how to be consumers in a way too, mm-hmm. right? Because you're paying for graduation, you pay for your robe, mm-hmm. you pay for the clothes, you pay for the class ring, you play, you pay for senior prom. So it's it's a way to make money. Was it Bell for Bella for Balfour? Balfour. They're making money from this shit. So it's it's some shit that's involved. But I think we just need to update it. Graduations are boring for the people that are there because we don't give a fuck about the other three hundred people. Mm-hmm. Just that one person that we came there for. Mm-hmm. So incorporate some entertainment in that shit. Bring, I mean. Bring a better guest speaker. Fuck, bring Boosie. Don't bring um, no speakers. Like, no, it's too that. long. Yeah. So you know, so if somebody told you this is how the graduation was gonna break down, it was gonna jig in. Boosie giving a speech. They gonna have another traditional organized choreographed dance for us to be entertained with. And then there's a money dance at the end where we just throw money at the, all the graduates. I would not throw, throw money, money at graduates because some of them are under the age of 18, and I prefer not to be in jail. Um, the second thing what? is no, not like that kind of money dance. <laughs> no, we just throw money oh, and they all catch it. They all catch it like donations. A lot of baby oil and <laughs> But I think we do need Cheeks, to have. Cheeks. We do need to have some some changes to tradition because sometimes what? we just do shit to do it. Well, the second thing is I'm not listening to Boosie talk to me about shit because that nigga is unqualified is, in every aspect. He is, he is wildly inadequate to talk yeah. about anything. But would anything. you be entertained? No, but it's not an entertainment. It's graduation. That's my problem. Like, why are we singing the what national is, anthem? So, what is graduation exactly? When you get, I'm your coming diploma. to get my documentation. No, 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 no. And get I the understand fuck on. that, mm. but what is it exactly? Is it to entertain the folks? Is it to honor them? What the fuck is it really for? Well, that's like asking what a funeral is for. Is it to entertain the people there? Or honor <laughs> the nigga that's dead. No, like, it's, I no, it's there yeah. for the repast food. The fuck? <laughs> yes, nigga, check them little drumettes. Them bitches yes, taste bitches. better and when the you have grief. Are are <laughs> grief make food? Takes, the Rotel dip up. at the funeral is huh. everything. It's the tears in it that makes you know, it taste what I'm better. It's a little bit of salt in those tears, <laughs> goddammit. No, like, I, I, I don't think it's either one of those things. You know, yeah. I, to me personally, it's a ceremony. I feel like the family, it's kind of like when the senators get, um, what's it called, sworn in and shit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they, everybody stands in the line with your people. You go up, 
you take a picture with the man, you know, they make you take the oath. Otherwise, give them the graduation diploma and you walk clean straight out the other side of the building. That is a fantastic move to me. I don't want somebody to speak. I ain't trying to hear no national anthem. Waste of it all. The gospel choir could have stayed home and slept late. Like none of that needed to happen at this ceremony. I don't know about nobody else, but I barely made it through high school. Not not based on grades, just mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean, I'm just I'm listening to y'all and culturally it, it's it wasn't the same thing. Like shit, I, I went to alternative program because niggas was fighting. I was in there. They call it <laughs> they call it D block. Shout out to High Park Academy. Shout out to Providence Saint Mill. Um, like niggas nearly niggas barely made it through. Like they didn't want me to walk. You know what I'm saying? So Sunday so crib walk across stage. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, so, so when you talking about Boosie in my eyes, translation for all the up north niggas, the Chicago niggas, King Louis is gonna be out there. Uh, he probably gonna be throwing up the rakes, big GD folks, and there's some niggas who probably gonna get into a shootout. So, I mean, I don't, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, no, I don't think there should be any celebration. I think niggas should just get their documentation and, and get the fuck on. We, like, we, we, can call, we can fix this shit. You can mail sure. that shit. You can have like, a party. Like, like the po- let them folks, after that, everybody going to have a graduation party <clears throat> anyway in <clears throat> which they want to celebrate. They're going to celebrate in the way they want to. So, I mean, just get rid of, just get rid of it. So Unless I'm you're going to let me be the cultural director. I'm hearing that we solved racism by canceling graduations. I think That's you're right. Step. And, but but you step. know what? The pandemic has 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 spoiled me to a sense because I don't like being around people. I'm I'm like right. I'm like it I'm is like so weird. Ye tried to tempt me. Ye <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't touch me. Like, leave me alone. I Bruh. went to I went to a house party last night and was like, look at all these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Look at these niggas. Josh Middle. Like, y'all, yeah, exactly. y'all don't know there's a panorama out here. You know Go home. Saying? Where's like, your hand, Sandy? Exactly. Nasty and there was a baby there, too. I was like, I thought y'all was just <laughs> gone the for the year. Yeah, the baby was there. My best friend's baby. I was just like, damn, the world's really opening back up. It's bad parenting. <laughs> we'd have been inside. We'd have been inside so long. They didn't had the baby. The baby started walking. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How did he rock the baby? That's, no, the, that's the baby first introduction to humans. <laughs> okay, let me clarify. It was a game night amongst about ten or twelve people. All right, so it wasn't like a house party. It was definitely. I will say that this, would though. fuck up my vibe, bro. I'm like, why is there a six month? I will say walk? this. <laughs> I ain't get no pussy <laughs> for those listening. For those listening, you probably noticed I've been extra quiet today, um, and that is because my homeboy gave me an edible last night at seven o'clock. And I am still fucking high. Like this shit is fantastic. Yeah, we, we we need that plug. Yeah, that that right. shit was fantastic. I went to a graduation party yesterday. I went to two graduation parties yesterday. Mm. There was both for like local high school graduates. It was, it was um a family like extended family thing. This ain't got nothing to do with what you're talking about, but I have to share the story because it was hilarious. So I try to pride myself on being like healthy and shit, right? This is a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. And this is how I know I don't like being around people no more. I went to the ice chest, started digging around. Went to the cool next cooler, started digging around and shit. I see these niggas got a daiquiri machine. I'm like, that's what's up. Do you have water? <laughs> they niggas just add soda. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I said, get me home. I want to go home. <laughs> what the fuck? 
did you not have water? These niggas got soda and they got daiquiri. Your choice. Like, y'all ain't got water? That was the worst fucking experience. This is what made me say, we need to go back into a new pandemic. Not the I, kind that kills people and make you lose your job, but you just ain't got to hang out with folks. I, I call that having a great excuse book built up. Like, you always got to know. The best one you could ever use, I'm going to let you know, because it's unprovable and it's perfect, is you call them and be like, Hey man, I was trying to come to you, but the police came here to serve a warrant to a nigga and he got away. And so they didn't shut down my whole block. And I just got to sit in the house and wait for mm. them to tell me that I can come. That's also, too much thought. I just ain't answering the phone. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I just like, yeah, I'm going to beat up. You still coming? Mm. Damn. You know what? Think of a family member that died. Family member that died. <laughs> Long time ago, too, because I don't want them to come back and die again. Um, yeah, man. My great 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 grandma just passed away <laughs> six years ago. I can't make it. I cannot make it. I can't make it. Fuck out of here, nah. I, you brought up uh, an interesting topic too, and it kind of parallels like multiple things that we wanted to talk about. We were talking about how um, we wanted this black society in the U.S. We all go to this one place. And it made me think about the story of this rancher, right? There's this rancher in Texas that literally bought a ranch in Texas the size of the state of New York. That can't be true. Maybe oh, the yes. city of New York. He bought, he, it was a big-ass chunk of land. He's either the city of New York or the state it's of New gotta York. It's got to be the city, he be bought the city it, of New York. He bought it by himself. Which is still huge. That's 13 miles or something. Yes, yeah, a lot. He bought this big-ass ranch for himself. And it made me think, man, what would be the numbers required for us to buy that much land in Texas? I think it totaled up to be like $300 per person, like per, like, hmm. living African-American man, woman, child. But then it also made me think about the conflict in uh, Palestine. Palestine, right, with the past mm-hmm. Palestine, uh, Palestinians and Israelis. Yeah. Like, if we were to create our own utopia, we'd just be an easy target. Yeah. But then again, we also kind of want our own utopia. So well, we would never be able to have the military acumen to. So with, with knowing that, would you still want to live in like Wakanda? Yes. Wakanda, yes, yes. <laughs> not not that. I'm talking about real Wakanda, like like it ain't hidden, like Atlanta. No, no but no, a country. I'm good. But the well, not in Atlanta, but the country <laughs> of Atlanta. Well, we we talked about this before me and you about more revolutionary action when you know everything was going on right. socially during the pandemic, and I talked to multiple people and I. I'm a, little, I'm a little bit more radical, so I would I would say yes, but for a number of reasons, I don't want to wake up and have to see a white face. You know what I mean? Like I, I want it to be an option. I want it, I wanted to feel like you want to go to the zoo today. Let's go see some white people. You know what I mean? Oh so God. so let's let's go over there. But um, <laughs> but uh, it's not racist. Just just you know, it's all for entertainment, guys. Don't don't take it too seriously. But um, but I mean, in the, in the same aspect, I would say. I think we should all qualify for three guns. I don't want a pistol, shotgun, and an AR. I think I'd be well said at best. Every black household should have a have a Winchester rifle. I believe we've gotten too passive. I believe we turned the cheek too much. I think they force fed us too much Ronald the King Jr. Not enough Malcolm and Shea Guevara, Victor Hugo Mazzola, Fred Hampton, Eldridge Cleaver. We did we haven't been reading up on these radical people. Right. So we should have our own utopia. So when I think about the Palestinian and the Israeli conflict, it's more so about the people with power and the people who don't have it. But could you feel comfortable knowing that at any point in time, like what what level of conflict could you live with knowing that at any point in time I could I be took control of my out? own destiny. Hmm. Not listen, 
I'm not afraid to die. I don't want to be a, a slave. I don't want. I don't want a society's rules to to guide me on what decisions I'm making. You know what I mean? So um, how I speak with you guys is how I speak anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not I'm not switching up how I talk. If a white person asks me this question, I don't care who you are, what color you are. If you ask me the question, it can be the same answer. Um, yeah, I mean, like Fred Hampton said, you know, most of our most of our heroes were either jailed or were assassinated. Mm-hmm. We should ever be so lucky. Mm. So all of us aren't equipped for that, but, you know, I'm okay with it. What about you? What's the question? So... If we could, like, let's say, buy up a bunch of land in Texas and it would just be designated, like, for black people. All the black people in the country had to move to this particular area. And it would be a black utopia with us. We'd have our own black Starbucks and all this other bullshit. But you still have that fear of what could happen, like, with uh, Israel and Palestine. Like, okay, we'll move you all to one area. But if you get out of line, we can always flip the button, flip the switch and hit the button and wipe you out completely. Would you be able to live with that type of potential circumstance, even though you'd get your utopia? I think the first thing we have to realize is that we're in a situation where they can flip the button right now. Anyway, at any moment, you know, I think one thing that Trump proved was that if slavery were on the ballot, America would vote it in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So the button can be flipped at any point. And um, so it really doesn't matter where we go. We're not safe. Um, The second thing I would say is that it doesn't really matter where we go. It matters the system that we put in place. So I'm not interested in moving, you know, to a isolated spot with black folks. If the societal structures are still set up the same way, like, we socialists, communists, what we doing? Because I ain't, I ain't trying to be a capitalist, right? Agreed. Um, I'm also not moving around. <clears throat> excuse me, black folks aren't a monolith. Um, but are you are you conservative? Are you liberal? Leftist? What are you? Um, are we talking rights for everybody? Because, you know, black folks don't really fuck with the LGBTQI plus people. Like, if I'm moving there. We're going to have to be, like, good and open. And everybody's going to be able to love and marry who they want to marry. So, Thanks. Um, and, and so if that were, if all of those conditions were met, then yeah, I would do it um, with the caveat because mm-hmm. I need to say this unless we were well armed. And I don't just mean like, <laughs> I don't just mean like individually. I mean like we, as a militia, as a militia like yeah. the, the U S government were like, I will give you this and will also give you these provisions to have your own um, protective forces. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want what you got. I want the bombers. I want all of that reason being because in order to fight, because they're going to come for us, right? They always do. Because, in, and we talked about this on the previous yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. If black folks were to succeed without the help of white people, all of a sudden white folks are going to be real angry because they realize now they have to have the emotional conversation with themselves of it was always us being the ones yep. that that held them back. They could do this by themselves. So which is honestly why I think they went and bombed Black Wall Street, right? That was the real reason they did it because black folks were seen when our white folks and we just can't have that. Mm-hmm. We need you to be dependent upon us. Um, and so they coming. Like, they don't think for a second that if we go anywhere on this continent, they ain't coming. It's just a matter of time. And so unless we have the ability to protect ourselves, because, I mean, you're from Chicago. Yeah. You know that the 1913 Chicago riots were basically the police being letting white people just bash the fuck out of black people because yeah. the police were for the white people. And so the U.S. military is not going to be like, oh, well, we need to protect our citizens. They're going to be like, 
Well, them niggas is niggas. They wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, and they were they were all in one corridor called the Black Belt. And if you cross Western, and you were you were a dead nigger, as they say. Mm -hmm. And you know, so I mean, Dax is right. Um, There's there's so many moving parts. (laughs) Like we we can't we can't just have like a blanket yes or no because we have Mm -hmm. no idea what that's going to look like. And then. I think inside of that utopia, too, because you just brought up a relevant point. Black people aren't a monolith, but white people are also not a monolith, too. But they find a way to come together on certain things. On hating black people. Against black people. (laughs) For the most part. For the most part. So who's going to be the marginalized group with us? I don't even know if it necessarily has the Asians, to be a. You just, you just, you seen what was going on. I mean, in our utopia of black people. But I don't think it would necessarily have to be that, though. Because, I mean, you, you broke it down into liberals, you broke it down into conservatives and all of that. Because, I mean, we're not a monolith. But would you not let conservative black people into your utopia? No, because conservative black people would not want to live in a socialist government. And my utopia is socialist. Free health care, free education all the way through college. Agreed. Right? Um, first home loan, like all of that. All of that. First loan, first home loan guaranteed. Let me now, say I'm not that. talking about people who follow the ideology of conservatism. I'm not talking about I'm a black Republican. I'm just talking about conservative black folks. Niggas that go to church and you know No, there's a place for you. But niggas that go to church. I'm usually, talking about they don't what if they don't like they don't like LGBTQTIA plus. You, you can go back you can go back to the US. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm s i am didn't say that they want to discriminate against them. They don't like them. Well, you you not like people and not be an asshole about it, right? You can live right. here and be quiet. But your would you allow them in your utopia? I think I would have to. I don't have a reason to stop them. Okay. Yeah. Roger. Unless you would, like, I let them in. Yeah. Would you let in folks who don't necessarily fall under the Republican umbrella? Because to be a Republican means you have to hate black people. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. fall under the they're conservative. They remind you of like your grandparents. You know damn well our grandparents would see LGBTQIA plus people and try to plead the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. over them all day and tomorrow. You know. That's a tough one. I mean, what what I what I let them in. I feel like the better part of me would say yes, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. if it's for the cause, right? If it's for the cause, and I always, always remember back to, uh, you know, back in the civil rights movement when the when the Panthers were at the height um, of their movement, they worked with everyone, Mm -hmm. but they had a common goal, though, right? It's a common goal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to join forces with people who don't want to move in the direction I want to move in. But what is the common goal if you're in your utopia? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Our utopia has to be something that we all agree upon. So socialism, we want mm-hmm. to have free, free health care, free education. We want to be able to treat people as they're human beings and justly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fully accepting of everyone. LGBTQ, if you think you're a dog cat, Antelope, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. Whatever whatever you believe, you know what I'm saying? That's that's perfectly right. fine. But at the same time, if you are in opposition to that way of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I, I maybe this isn't for you because if you're in opposition to that, then what you're looking at is really the United States of America. Mm-hmm. That already mm-hmm. exists. So you should stay here. But going back to the uh, the socialist point, right? So if we're looking at a full-fledged um are we talking about like 
traditional socialism, like Marxism, but, or are we but, talking but about what does that uh, mean? But what does that mean? Robert Wolf said it best. There are different uh, there are different ideals and, and practices practices of socialism. It's different. It depends upon our interpretation of it. So, so are we bringing in no elements of capitalism? That's the thing. I think, an individ- I think I think individually, yes, but we are not going to allow corporate. We're not going to become a corporate capitalistic state. Agreed. So you believe in democratic socialism? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But you can still like create and sell shit, right? Right. You cannot become Jeff Bezos. You cannot Ex- become uh, yes. You cannot become Mark Zuckerberg, right? And if you do make that amount of money, then the ta- your taxes will reflect that. And, and so the- how do you how do you regulate that though? So will then you- will someone be able to franchise a McDonald's into your society and they say, okay, well the owner's making a million dollars, but you can. You have to pay like there's a certain profit sharing agreement that everybody has to I mean, sign. You can say that, How but the point the that? point is every job you should be able to live comfortably, right? Mm-hmm. So what's not going to happen is you're going to own seven, you know, seven McDonald franchises, and you're going to be making a million dollars a year per. And it's going to be way more than that, but you're going to be making seven million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and ninety percent of your staff is on entitlement programs. That's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to give up. We will say you can cap it at the amount of money someone can make. You can also say that, you know, your employees, if you, if any of your employees make or are on entitlements, right, based on the amount of money that you make, mm-hmm. not only do you pay the 60 or 70% taxes on everything over $3 million, you're also going to pay penalties on every worker that you have that is on entitlements working at your, at your establishment, whether working part-time or full-time. Right. Either one. Doesn't matter. So that would be my solution to it personally, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm also not in charge for a reason. So I, I, I don't disagree with anything he said. I, I think that that is that is for the betterment of our society mm-hmm. as, as a human race. I, I don't I, I don't I don't think right. that there should be a possibility that one man is making over 20 billion dollars and there are millions of people mm-hmm. who cannot afford a meal. Mm hmm. Or a place to stay. I think mm-hmm. they just pulled the stats on that. They said our generation in America has about 2% of all of its wealth. And of that 2%, 1% of that's owned by Mark Zuckerberg. It's four. Yeah. Four, two per, 2% four is owned by Mark. Yeah. So of all of our money, we own only 2%. As yeah. millennials, we are Gen Z and millennials, which Gen Z is not really ready to work yet. They're still pretty young. Yeah. Um, but Gen Z and millennials are the poorest Generations of all time. Best educated, though. Huh? Yeah. Best educated. Best educated. And most opinionated, too. Most opinionated, but also the poorest. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another thing that they said that I'm blanking on that I was just like, wow, I can't. Oh, also, we pay the highest tuition. We pay the highest rent. We have the um, highest inflation. And mm-hmm. we have the lowest wages of any generation based on inflation, of course, right? right. So it's like, the boomers, there's a book called um, Boomers or Sociopaths that if anyone is interested, you mm-hmm. should read. It talks about the different ways that boomers um, in their youth wanted a world designed and how they designed it in the complete opposite way. Right. Yeah. For example, um, Vietnam boomers protested against Vietnam and did all of this only to elect presidents that expanded wars in the Middle East and support those policies and have had the greatest migration from liberal 
too conservative from their like youth to now. And we're the first generation millennials, are actually the first generation that progressively move, no pun intended there, progressively move more left as we get older. Mm-hmm. So between us and Generation Z, like America's going to be completely different in roughly 30 years. Right. Do you, do, can't do you guys notice the difference between the previous generation and, uh, and ours to where it comes to a certain certain sense of knowledge and just basic information of the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Like you can you can talk to someone with a college education in our in our age range, and they only know about that specific that specific class in which they actually went to to graduate mm-hmm. and be a part of this actual society. Mm-hmm. They know nothing else about history, um, social studies, anything to do with culture, art, nothing. And you will speak to your parents. And they have a pretty basic understanding of certain mm-hmm. things. You know, we know some about history, um, government. You can ask someone to brief three branches of government who's about 25 or 30 years old and they may be stumped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Name, so, the, name, name five justices on the Supreme Court. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's hard. They, they can't even speak to their aldermen. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like any city representative, they don't know anything about anything, but they complain so much. We complain so much, we don't know anything. Like, what? Why is that? What? What is the cause of that? That actual shift from the I previous think, generation to now? I mm. think it's because the previous generation they had more time to learn. They have way more time to learn than what we do. So, if you look back into like the fifties and sixties, right? People could just graduate high school and they could afford a house, mm-hmm. two cars, kids, all that shit. So they had the additional time. It was cool to learn back then. As to what now, we're making roughly the same amount of money as they did, but all of our other expenses have gone up. And because that's gone up, the only thing people have time to do is really be middle class or poor. They don't really have time to expand and dabble into these particular things because when they do have free time, they want to relax and get ready for the next fucking work day. I think a big curse for our generation is, it's just like what Dex said, we are the most educated. We have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of knowledge about our specific fields, but because the money isn't there, it's not leading to financial dollars. It's like niggas is not focusing on learning about anything else besides how did I make this choice in life and how did it lead me to the road of student loan debt, being broke, working dead end jobs and mm-hmm. shit like that. So right. it's no it's no incentive for niggas to like learn anything else besides how can I immediately help myself? I think my answer is probably a little just more straightforward. Them niggas was bored and they had to find something to do. That's mm-hmm. why old folks paid attention now. I mean, look at look at what's in front of you right now. You know, three thousand dollars worth of equipment, and I can produce my own my own album at my own house, right. right? Like I can watch TV with no commercials. I can play games all day, right? I can do all of this shit. The world is so much more connected now. I don't have to pay attention to those things. And I think the difference between our generation and um, the last generation as well is that we understand that the world is like bigger. Which is why mm-hmm. millennials don't really harp on the millennials and Gen Z don't really harp on the um, the um, abortion you know thing like it's an it's an issue like a woman's rights issue is an issue right but it's a non-issue you feel me like we don't we don't think about it um, because we're also nihilistic because of the events that happened uh, when you talk about what shaped the millennial and Gen Z experience for us it's what Columbine it's 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, the election of Barack Obama, right. financial um, the crisis, financial yeah. crisis, number one, the election of Trump, 
Um, you know, we got uh, all these natural disasters. We got Pandemic. all of <laughs> sex trafficking. Like we got all of this. And and the so housing market, the housing market, like all of yep. that shapes the way that we look at the world. And so we're very nihilistic. And one of the yeah. one of the things about that is that makes us very like, oh, then babies dead. <laughs> babies, people die all the time. And so we yeah, don't really think cap- about capitalism brought us here. Exactly. And, and capitalism, yeah. Capitalism done wrong got us. Yeah, here. yeah I think we have to admit that late stage capitalism is a failed experiment, particularly in the in the very late stages. But yeah. I, I just say all that to say that we we're going we are not going to get any closer with boomers from the way that we view relationships, toxicity mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. all and, and all of that. It's never gonna be close. The only way the world changes is when boomers pass away right now they just have too much voting power they're the biggest generation actually access to wealth they're the second biggest generation of all time because actually millennials are the largest generation of all time and we're Uh, not going to produce more kids no we're we're making the smallest generation going forward we are on a decline like we've never seen and so you know uh, things we're always going to have differences in our generations because we were shaped by different things and we Mm -hmm. have different fucking values like no the majority of the country doesn't identify with religion anymore People aren't getting married anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it just the things, and I feel bad for boomers because like somebody told them that it was rude to wear a hat when you were praying over food, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense." Whereas, like, mm-hmm. whereas let's adopt that. Yeah. <laughs> whereas we're like, "Nigga, what? What are you talking about?" Explain. Yeah, like Explain. say something. And yeah. so they they they're traditionalist, and we're not, and that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. your time, your tradition's I, almost over. So, and I mm-hmm. think, man, like. Why we don't learn as much as we should learn is because, like, a lot of us are in a constant state of shock. I don't mm. think we ever realized that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked to my friends about this shit a lot. Some days you just sit up and you just think about how you did everything right and you still aren't where, like, your parents were. Mm-hmm. Like, you might have more education. You might have more access to wealth, but it's like, man... My parents did so much better than I did. Like, I went to school. I got the the degree. You did everything you were supposed to do. And most of us realized that that was a bunch of bullshit. Like, you got into all of these hundreds of thousands of student loan debt. Now you can't pay this shit back. So now you can't really consider starting a family. You have to work a job that's not in your particular field because that field doesn't pay you as much money as your student loans fucked you over with. Right. So... Shit, niggas don't want to learn nothing no more unless well, it's about dollars. They can teach us about that Forex scam bullshit that they got going on, the drop shipping and all this other fraud shit well, niggas is doing. Crypto, I mean, uh, I, I crypto think, is fraud too. I, I think you got to look at it in the totality, right? Mm-hmm. I, a lot in context, nigga, in context. Yes. A lot context. of times, a lot of times we look at things <laughs> as these singular events, right? But let, let's talk about the transition or the, or the, the growth of college, specifically since you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Boomers love to brag about how hard they worked to go to college. Mm-hmm. I worked for the summer. Mm-hmm. I saved my money and it was enough to go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So you made college this thing that everyone needed to do. Right. Yep. But as soon as you got out of college, what did your what did you do? <laughs> you allowed the price of college to increase Skyrocket. over twelve hundred Percent. And yeah. so then what did you do? Right. Then what did you do after you were able to get a good job out of college and buy your house, you know, and start your family? What did you do? You said, hmm, you know, what we're going to do 
we're going to deregulate these loans, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to deregulate these student loans and we're going to make money off of these loans. And then what did you do, right? You got all these 18, 19, 20 year olds in debt. Yeah. And then what do you do? After you told them that you needed to get a college education, after you made it impossible to pay for a college education with a job, and then after you make them take out the most amount of money they will ever take out in their life besides for a house, maybe a business if you get lucky, mm-hmm. then what did you do? All of the businesses that you owned stopped paying people. Mm. All the businesses that you owned, you paid people less money, you made the requirements more, you made the pay less, and then when niggas was like, we ain't going to work for that no more, what did you do? You started calling us lazy and entitled. Mm-hmm. You started doing all of that shit. So boomers have boomers have to look themselves in the eye. We ain't been here long enough to fuck shit up. Like, let's be clear about that. Yep. Boomers have to realize, and the silent generation, you know, before them that are still alive, known as the World War II generation, mm-hmm. um, they have to recognize how it's their fault that the millennial experience is the way it is. There right. are there are barely any millennial leaders in Congress or in the Senate right now. I know AOC, Ilhan Omar is like 39, so she's AOC is the youngest. She's my age, so yeah, she's, she's 32. She's pretty radical. Yeah. Too. She's pretty the that's like <sighs> the oldest the oldest millennial is like 40 now. Right. And there's no we have no political representation. Uh, because the boomers box us the fuck out of right. everything and yep. then have the nerve to complain about the way things are and the way like nigga, y'all complain about presentation trophies, like, oh my god, the generation, you know, is all about participation trophies. Mm-hmm. Nigga, who gave us the trophies? Man, like, you made them bitches. Who, who gave them to us? <laughs> don't at allow the your event. business to make them bitches if you don't want them to be we, passed out. We didn't decide that we needed participation trophies. It was a bunch of Karen sitting around being like, you know what would be a good idea? These kids worked so hard mm-hmm. for this. <laughs> and, and now, you know, they we need to acknowledge that. You know, we want them to know that hard work gets rewarded. Mm-mm. And they went out and bought some participation trophies trophies and look where we at and that's that's the biggest crock of bullshit i fucking hate i used to think that shit when i was a kid to work hard work hard mm-hmm. work hard fuck no <laughs> work smart people who work hard get nothing in life nope. the people You're who right. work smart are the people who making who are making the money you mm-hmm. know who motivated somebody to make cryptocurrency it wasn't the idea if i'm gonna stay up all night and just get it right it was like no how do i get rich fast how do i make other people make me rich Mm-hmm. I'm going to work smarter. I'm not going to work harder. Working hard is for fucking suckers. <laughs> working hard is for this fucking nigga suckers. sounds like, Dame, Shit. I'm a boss. You're a worker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come Bitch. on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So what's the last topic, y'all? I think we were talking about, uh, before we were recording, about um, the idea of being black and what blackness is. And mm. yeah. within within uh, within America and abroad, and uh, I, I, I kind of told you guys about a about a conversation that I had with the uh, former colleague of mine, who's an ex marine, uh, in a company that I'm not, I'm gonna uh, not name, um, mm-hmm. but uh, he he had the interpretation that that black people only existed in America, um, and that they didn't exist elsewhere. And I guess in his mind, black means um, ex slave, mm-hmm. um, and so. I guess the the topic is how does the world look at blackness and how do we look at black? What does that mean? What does it mean to be black? Do you do you mean African American? Do you mean uh descendants of Africa? It just so happen to have a mixture of a lot of different other things depending upon um where they resided. What does that mean exactly? Because I was told that I'm not black. I was told that I'm mixed because 
my mother's family is West Indian and my father's side is Afro-Cuban. Um, keyword Afro. Right. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to open the floor to that, see what you guys thought. And I'm pretty sure my credit score is too high to be black. but <laughs> <laughs> um, You're culturally black. I'm culturally black. Yeah. Um, I, I think, so I, let me caveat this because I saw an Asian lady on TV speaking with an Asian accent in a British accent. And like that shit threw me for a loop. And, and it, I've never thought about like foreign people who have the accent of their language, then going to somewhere that also has an accent and like mm-hmm. adopting that accent. And I was just, and it made me realize like how ghetto Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Like I well, have, I have nationality is different from race. Yes. What, what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, it made me realize just how like multiply conscious and how and hybrid people can be. Like it was one of the first times that I really assessed that. Like, oh shit, you could have like an, an Asian person who whose first language is Korean who grew up in England mm-hmm. and then come here to America and have like a double weird accent. Like it was it was mm-hmm. just mind blowing to me. Or seeing a black dude with an Australian accent. You know, you don't when I think of when I think of blackness, unfortunately, and I think this is an American thing in general, we think very small. Right. Mm -hmm. Like not only do you look like me, not only do you look like me, but you share the same like cultural beliefs um, Mm -hmm. because I mean, yes, they're the, the America treats white America treats immigrant black people versus, you know, native black people differently. Yep. In a myriad of ways. But for the most part a lot of us have the same experiences. And right. so we're bound together by that cultural kind of, kind of link. Um, but, I, and I extended that to the rest of the world, right? So because I know Afro-Latinos and Jamaicans mm-hmm. and, and whatever, Martinique, folks of Martinique or whatever, right. when you're here in America, we all have the same experience. So that links us. And what I think I've done is equate the American experience of being black to, to everybody, else. to yeah. everyone else, right? And so there are definite things that Haitians see different because they grow up around nothing but black folks. Like right. Haitians don't have to see white folks if they don't want to. I'm not right. saying that, you know, Haiti is a great place to live or anything like that because it definitely deserves its own free Haiti, um, what is it called, hashtag as right. well. Um, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I, I wanted to piggyback on what you're saying just, just really quickly. When you're talking about like, we're talking about black immigrants or people who come from other places, not of uh, United States of America, or mm-hmm. their 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 parents originate from this country. Specifically, we talk about the Haitian struggle in 1984 is when they just paid back the French mm-hmm. the French government. They had been paying them over a hundred years mm-hmm. well, after, after 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 their liberation. Mm-hmm. Right. So they they gave them an ultimatum: you can either pay this money back over time, or we're going to basically come through here and just rape you motherfuckers mm-hmm. over again. So. Mm-hmm. When 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 you when you have that issue, and you have a Haitian American in New Orleans or or in Florida or in New York, mm-hmm. their issues are very specific to their country. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. guess the problem is, and I, I, I don't want to say this without a a, 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 a a sense of emotion that I guess the discourse is some Black Americans feel away because they don't have a nation. Mm. To associate to. Yeah. Or a home I'll, to associate I'll, to. I'll agree with that. Because yeah. I believe being black is a, an American thing. People who, it's an American thing. Being black? Being black. 
The idea of being black. If I grew up in Nigeria, I'm not black. I'm Nigerian. If I grow up in any other part of Africa in which there's a black people or darker skinned people, I'm not going to go up to the other person and say, we're black. Mm. No, black is something mm. that's typically we don't associated with America. Yeah. We have that that combined sense of feeling because we know, hey, if you look like this person and they look like you, you're going to be treated a bit differently. So we get that because we found the identifier. It's not the, the hair growing out. Mm-hmm. Hmm, it's not the glasses because only us have glasses and he doesn't mm-hmm. wear glasses. <laughs> no, it's it's the skin thing. And right. we're black. We're black. Right. So I think being black is something that's um, that's uniquely American. Mm-hmm. Now, Black American culture is big. I think black American culture is like something that's worldwide and shit. Like motherfuckers mm-hmm. in 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 the UK that are black who have never been to America wear Jordans and shit. Yeah. Like our culture is big, but I think being black is something that's uniquely American. And being black and American is super complex mm-hmm. because we have so many other subcultures that we're a part of. So I, I feel like it's hard to define what being black is in America because my definition of it is going to be different than Dexter's, which is going to be different than you. Cause I'm a black American. I'm a straight black American. I'm a straight black American with a child. Right. I am a straight black American. Who's middle class. That experience for me is very specific, is very specific. Yeah. And how I identify blackness is going to be very different than how somebody who's in the lower class is going to define blackness mm. too, because it's going to be more or less related to quote unquote, keeping it real might be street shit. That might be something of right. how they identify your level mm-hmm. of blackness right. as to where my level of blackness might be. How open is your consciousness to being black? So that shit is wide, nigga. Multifaceted and shit. Look at me smart. I'm smart. I'll research this before y'all talk about it. That's a tough one. How how do y'all feel about music? How do y'all feel about people who are, quotations, non-black? How do you feel about Fat Joe using the N-word? I don't don't like it. Hold on. He's Puerto Rican, right? Uh How do you feel about Jim Jones saying the word nigga? He's Puerto Rican as well. Mm-hmm. Anna Rubin, he's part Puerto Rican, part West Indian. How you feel about Joel Santana? He's Panamanian. So was uh, so was Pop Smoke. A lot of them New York artists that mm-hmm. niggas love are other black, as niggas right. want to call them. But it's it's more about the what is your what is your pigmentation look like? And so also, you care about color. Hold on, hold on. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I'm a colorist or anything. <laughs> but this it has to be a combination of two things, right? So Fat Joe has been passing as black because some Cubans identify as black because their bloodline is diluted, right? It's right. it's a lot of African in them. So he identifies as black and he is culturally black too. Therefore, the nigga black. But other folks who, let's say... Uh, Fat Joe Der- identify as black. Derek Jeter. Well, no, no. Fat Joe, identif- Fat Joe identifies as culturally black. I have heard him out of his mouth say, yo, who that black nigga that you with? Sounds racist. Yeah, if he's if he's saying that and he's not accepting the, the fact that he's culturally black, then yeah, Fat Joe shouldn't say nigga. Darren lies, Darren lies my I'm trying to so we, we need to qualify you know, what does I'm, that mean? I'm going I'm gonna take us on a little bit of a side path here because I had a conversation um with someone that low key pissed me off around around nigga. Around nigga. Mm. It was a very interesting conversation. What y'all niggas was talking about? 
So we were talking about people who say nigga, right? Yeah. People who say nigga. And um, their perspective as a black person is that they don't like it, right? They do not like it. Hmm. Uh, they think it's uncouth and it's derogatory. Hmm. Here's my issue. I actually don't mind if you're like, I don't like, it's a derogatory word. I don't like people saying it. Like, no one should say it. Fine, whatever. Why is that logic not applied to any other ethnicity that uses that uses derogatory terms towards each other? Like, isn't that just a white supremacist talking point of, like, only only black folks are we going to hold to this standard of a derogatory word being inappropriate, but we don't say anything to Mexicans or Jewish folks or or, or anyone else. Well, Mexi- but- Me- Mexicans don't 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 call each other spicks or banners, and, and Jews don't call each other's kikes. No, no offense to anyone listening who is a part of any, any of those groups, but but we, we as as black Americans, and I am part black American for the listeners, so don't get on my ass about You're this shit. Black and born in America. Yes, black and born in America. And uh, and one of my grandmothers is from New Orleans, so mm. fuck you. Um, <laughs> so I think we have a very unique experience in this country. Mm-hmm. I would say above any other minority. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Not not to not to compare except struggles. Native, not, except the Native Americans. Except for Native Americans, yeah. right. There's only 7% of them left on this planet, mm-hmm. and that's a, an atrocity. Um, but uh, we can say whatever we want to say. <laughs> In all right. honesty, I don't care. But I will say, saying "nigga" makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Makes my teeth white. Same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I roll out the bed and the sun is shining in my face. Damn nigga, nigga. nigga. You, know, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's, it's like it's a little different. Yeah. And it's it's I ain't gonna lie, man. It's it's something that I had to go back and forth with. I've been saying niggas since I was four years old, man. <laughs> niggas just yeah. been with me since then. But like everybody in my family, like I I have older parents. You know, I told y'all the story. I was adopted and yeah. all of that cool stuff. So my parents in their seventies, when they use the word nigga, it's never for a good thing. It's mm. always describing a low down, dirty person. Mm. It's never describing somebody that's cool or. Something that's cool or an inanimate object, but I can see how things change. This water bottle is a nigga right here. Right. Everything with our generation is nigga, nigga, nigga. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we took the power away from the word, but you kind of got to look at it like, damn, there are other racial groups have that have been like affected, not in the same way as us, but in similar ways, and they don't say that this word is giving power. So. It's, it's weird, man, because even if you got a white friend, somebody you've been down with for like forever, and they say nigga, even if they mean it in the most enduring way, it's still a hurtful word. So I don't, I use it, I use it, and I use it without a, like, without care or concern. But when I hear us use it around other people is when I start to feel weird. Like if I'm with a group of my homies and we're in a like environment, I say, yo, my nigga, come here. I can't say that because if a white person hears me say it and they hear it as like, oh, it's so endearing. Let me try. No, no, mm-hmm. don't do it. I think it's a family thing, right? Like right. I, I, this is this is what I explained to them. I was like, you're a teacher, right? You're a teacher. Can you talk to your students the way that? Their parents talk to them. No. No, you may not. 
because there's different levels of which you are allowed to engage with that child. Right. right? To me, that's what nigga is. To me personally, like mm-hmm. as white folks, you don't get to critique what goes on in our home and say that we can't say this, our home being our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't do that with anybody else's culture. So, you know what? Get fucking bent. I'm going to say it as much as I want, where I want. I do agree mixed company is is weird. Mm-hmm. It depends on the mixed company. Like, it's, I ain't saying that in the boardroom, but I might say that at a club. So, like, if y'all, so you you guys are saying, if you're if you're amongst the group of people who are non-black and, and black, it's mixed, you won't you won't interject and call that person a nigga because they might not be a nigga. I don't call white people niggas. No, no, I don't call white people niggas. But oh, also, it's mm-hmm. just huh. it's just weird because for one, if you my friend and you're white, I don't want to put you in that weird position of yeah. man. He just called me a nigga. I know it's an in term of endearment. Maybe once I'll know I'm accepted by this friend group when I can say it. I don't want that to be mm-hmm. a benchmark or a marker. But I want to go back to something you just said when it comes to well, no, we'll we'll go back to your point. So do you do that? Yeah. So like, but it's interesting. Like, I'm not from down south. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up in the Midwest, up north, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I mean, I, I would say it's it's very <sighs> It's racially separate. Is you know, I, I understand it by neighborhoods, but at the same time, some some people I grew up with grew up in my neighborhood. You got some Middle Easterners that grew up around us. We got some Puerto mm-hmm. Ricans that grew up around us. So, and even I hate to go back to this, even like the, just the idea of being a part of an association or a grouping or gang, whatever. It's not about your race. It's about where you grew up, about where mm-hmm. you're from. Yeah. So, if we have the same social economic standpoint and we got the same struggles. I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like I, I, I got some white homies that's from my area. They putting in the same work. They doing the same shit the next niggas is doing. But they ain't never said nigga though. And they, they've never said it. Now, now let's jump to the West Coast. You got a YouTuber my name of I don't know Milky Sevens, whatever his name is. White guy from Five Dudes Hoover Crip, right? Mm-hmm. He'll say it amongst amongst his. His Friend niggas, group. yeah, no, nah, they they game bait all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. He went to the county jail. And there was a peck with in there. He was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm over here." He was like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm from from Five Deuce." And he looking like, "Oh, what?" You know what I'm saying? So it's, right. it's, it's it's pretty weird. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. Like I'm not sure. Like if you if we got the same circumstances, and I know, like, and and dude was raised by a black family. He was an orphan. He was raised by a black mom. Mm-hmm. Black siblings. So culturally, he's black. Culturally, he's black. He don't know nothing else. And that's, I mean, and that's Mm -hmm. that's one of them slippery slopes because it's like you don't know any better, but you kind of do. So it's it's weird, man, because it makes you think about race as the entire construct, right? Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as black. There's no such thing as white. The reason why we have these darker skin colors is because we do better in the sun. Mm-hmm. This is the same reason why we were actually enslaved people is because we were less susceptible to malaria and yellow fever and our darker skin helped us in like those sunny conditions in which white people just passed the fuck out and died. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, you got all of that mixed in, but at the end of the day, like there's no such thing as race. So if somebody says nigga, that word has a lot of power. But if you give it, if you give it power, but at the end of the day, I just don't want to hear from a white person. Me either. Me either. But what do y'all think about us saying nigga in music? 
We we love inviting white people to the cookout. I don't. We love that shit. But we know hip hop has been hijacked by white folks. We still haven't answered the question around black people and the the different multifacets of that. How do you guys feel about non-black people who, how can I say this, other black people mm-hmm. who are not, I would say, quintessentially people who originate from the South? Like Derek Jeter and shit. No, not like Derek Jeter. Let's talk about Jim Jones. Let's talk about Joel Santana. Uh, who's a, who's a bitch? Who was uh, uh, Cardi B? You know what I'm saying? Like she, she's Dominican. Looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's a nigga duck. <laughs> That's what <laughs> yeah, it is for yo, me. Yeah. So look, if it, if you look black, if you look black, if you look the part, and you are culturally black, then I mean, a part of that culture, that the Spanish speaking nations, they're Afro Latinas. They don't necessarily highlight the Afro part mm-hmm. of the Latina portion because I mean, it's just such. The Latin community is so big. I can't be mad at it if you're culturally black. You're making contributions to black society. Right. So I ain't got no issue with it. I really Ooh, don't. Now, Fat me, Joe, me Fat Joe is is a bit weird to me because I mean, if you don't identify as being culturally black, then you shouldn't say nigga. I think he should. identifies being culturally black. He's a part of hip hop. He, he's a staple. Right. I'm, I'm just saying he might not associate. Him being his, his racial makeup is not black. I, I I don't think he would consider himself that. Right. But he around niggas. And, <laughs> and mean, he don't understand Puerto Ricans are black. Portland, I mean, yeah, they just black folks who can swim. That's what Paul Mooney said, right? Exactly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But mm-hmm. me trying to me trying to explain this to my girl, who tells me flat out, <laughs> I am not black. I'm foreign because my people, my grandparents are immigrants. I'm as I'm as black yeah. as you. You're black and I, you're from America. I see. I also American. I also think that it's about the experience that you have, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that um, I'm not gonna say being rich and black elevates you out of the experiences, but it insulates you a little bit differently. I can't. There is a high possibility that I can't vibe with a black dude who spent his life going to school in the Hamptons and graduated from Brown University. Right. Like there is. So it's not just the cultural part. It's the environmental part, because there are plenty of white people um, due to their desire to to colonize and be imperialistic around black culture. Right. Uh, that uh, that can at least put the black mask on and and be around. And so does that make them culturally appropriate to say it? Justin Bieber. No. Rachel Dolezal. Um, no, no, no. Um, but there are mitigating circumstances under which you have to operate. I think that every, the problem is until someone fucks up, we don't know if it's appropriate or not. Like that, that is You're the right. main thing. You're right. So like until logic, for example, I hate logic with a, with a passion, but you know, he's half black. And he claims this this half blackness, but he's very white presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wouldn't have said he was half black, I wouldn't have known it. But then I, when you look at him, you're like, oh yeah, I see he's a little spicy white in there. Um, <laughs> but like, this nigga said spicy man, <laughs> but spicy white. But if he were to get into trouble, and then all of a sudden that blackness becomes separate, mm-hmm. you know, Just like his shit, code yeah. his code switch becomes like real. I don't know if you heard about this this white boy in in um, California who. Lived in the rich part of town, but I know you talking about. But like, then he he joined he joined non non trade exactly uh, non dudes crips or whatever. Yeah. And then 
the murder happened, and then all of a sudden so he, he was in suits again. and he was white, and he was like, I was just, I was just misled. Mm-hmm. The the draw that he had left, it was like he was just playing around. But given like this nigga was participating in murders and got jumped in by the Crips, you would assume mm-hmm. that he would be down for the culture, right? right. No, but, but no. I wouldn't assume that at shit all. At all. Mm-hmm. Well, given if you were in, if you were dumb enough to fall for that in real time, right? Oh yeah, you yeah, would yeah, assume yeah. that. Like first of all, if the, I got, the nine trades fell for that shit. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like if I was in a gang, like they all no, thought it was Grand Theft Auto. Ain't no white people. Ain't no white people joining my fucking gang. Like I got a problem with white dudes in the Divine Nine. Like I got a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I love to see it because it reminds me of who our people are. And I, I'm just against white folks in anything that we had to create yeah. because they excluded us from something else. Well, let me ask you this because uh-huh. this brings up an interesting and yeah. an interesting point too. I don't mind a white person being in a Divine Nine um, Greek organization if they did it at an HBCU. Okay. I don't believe that if you are a white guy going to school at LSU that you should be a Kappa. That shit is just fucking weird. Mm, yeah. I, guess, I mean, think about it. It was just five years ago that SAE... Five or six years ago, got caught on that bus. No, there'll never be a nigger. And they say, if we find another nigger, then we're hanging from a tree. No, there'll never be a nigger. And they say, which is a white fraternity, mm-hmm. right? We That is still a monumental thing in white fraternities that black people are not allowed in that. And just to be clear, this isn't a racist thing. I am going to reiterate my point. I don't think that black culture that was created out of the exclusion from white culture mm-hmm. should be something that white people jump to and are a part of which is why i have a problem with white oh, rappers hip-hop. yeah that's why i have a problem with white rappers with the exception of eminem because he's so goddamn talented but and we talked about this last week as well because he's a lot not. of white rappers use their mediocrity in rap because they know that they're going to elevate to the next level but you're denying somebody who deserves the credit and, and is placement. black that yeah. placement for your white mediocrity and it I mean Post Malone is a fantastic example Lil Dicky's a fantastic example Machine mm-hmm. Gun Kelly is a fantastic example of that Yeah like they they just switch like yeah, what like, happened like what that. happened what happened to the Stitch Braids what happened to White Iverson it oh, turned gone. into Dirk Nowinski what happened, my nigga? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone because I, Iggy Azalea is another great and TI just talked about this about mm-hmm. how when um the he was talking about things that he wish he would have done differently, he said Iggy Azalea because he feels like and he doesn't wish her any you know whatever any mm-hmm. well bad wishes or whatever, but he feels like once she realized white people like her music, she stopped fucking with black people, and I'm like that is my biggest fear about like white people being invited to the culture, so that's why I don't like. You know, I think it's dope that a white dude can cross Kappa at Southern University or like I think that's really cool. And it reminds me of how accepting and forgiving we are. But at the same time, black folks just don't have the audacity to be like, no. you know what? We created this shit. Mm-hmm. We created this shit and y'all can't be a part of it. That you reminds know, They me. don't have no problem doing that to us. Reminds me of a story my dad told me when he was still active in the police department. Um, he was working a beat at a beat. He was in traffic and he said he was in the downtown area and he was just. Reeling they ass with tickets because they could afford it. They were white people. Mm-hmm. They were in that certain tax bracket. He was just hammering them with tickets. Mm-hmm. And he got called into his watch commander. And, you know, um, and he was sitting out. He was sitting outside. He was getting ready for roll call or something. And he said, now the. Same right in front of the mic, though. Oh, my there bad. No um, and uh, he was he was basically saying that uh, when. The deputy, the deputy uh, lieutenant came in, and then a couple of the other actual uh, high-ranking officers came in and said, "Hey, 
Do you know this officer who'd been writing these citations? He was like, yeah, he's been, he's been fucking us over, man. We, he said, I got three tickets in a whole week. He said, you got to stop this shit. And he was and, and then the watch commander basically told the guys, Hey, I can't tell him not to do that. He's doing his job. Mm-hmm. Right. But the problem is a black family would not come into the police station. Mm-mm. Police are not mm-hmm. demanding change to be done because of a law that they broke. Mm-hmm. Right. White people have the nerve. And, and again, this isn't a racist rant. Just 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 talking. This, this shit goes deep. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are? Like, I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? That's like the dude who was on. I don't know if y'all seen the new video of the white dude who got arrested in his truck. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he hit the deputy yeah. with his Boy, truck. Boy, they edited the yeah. shit out of that video. They, they really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that nigga. Well, what got me was like he was on, like, on the phone. Be like, I'm on the phone with your boss right now. Like, bro, what? But that that's also such an interesting dichotomy of the difference between how black people feel about the police and how white people feel about the police. Mm-hmm. Because I've always said the reason black folks don't fuck with the police is because we don't know them. We don't know police officers. But to white people, it's your uncle, it's right. your friend, right. it's your neighbor that mm-hmm. you can get on the phone and call. Like, to me, that's just a stranger who got the right to, like, take me somewhere and I don't want to go. Ass. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. fuck that nigga. To you, they're saying, oh, man, that's Uncle Terry. Yeah, Uncle Terry's so cool. Nah, I'm, I'm good. But white folks got to... Look, y'all... I am visitors. Vi- your visitors, and as far as black folks who are like, as long as you are of the culture, right, and you are also not putting on whiteness for survival, like that niggas who put on whiteness just because that's their, that's what they see as the mm-hmm. as the it's a top tier, right? right? But if you're not putting on whiteness in like the professional setting, code switching and shit like that, if that's your default, I got a problem with you saying nigga. You mm. feel me? Like I don't know how you how you say nigga and vote for Trump. Like I don't understand how those <laughs> no, how those facts. two things like facts. how gear up. You can't you you can't be a part of the culture that you want to be. Like I don't I don't get to be uh, a leftist, right, and not support the LGBTQ plus community. Like mm. I don't I don't get to choose that. I don't mm-hmm. fuck with Biden, right? But I'm also you know, I voted for him. And so because of that, I claim responsibility for the things that he does, which is what we saw with Trump supporters was like, right. well, I support this, but I don't support it. No, like I voted for the nigga. And unfortunately, I tacitly support those things. And so as long as you're not compartmentalizing your blackness and when it's convenient, you know, uh, put the blackness as the problem like they did with Justin Bieber and that little twist dude, mm-hmm. like the blackness was the problem in that. And so as long as you don't do that, when the when the going get tough, like, I'm cool, but I'm also one of those people that, like, I'm not going to give you the pass for doing shit when it's easy. Right. I don't give a fuck that the NFL or whoever came out for Black Lives Matter when it was easy to do it. Yep. The point is, do that shit when it's difficult. Continuously. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, as long as you as long as long you claim the Afro in your Afro dash, whatever, right. we cool. Right. Yep. We cool all the time. Same yeah. thing I got in my book. Hey. Well, guys. That is episode four. Once again, we are dropping every other fucking Friday. Mm-hmm. Every other Friday. We need you guys to follow us at uh y'all give the, the your social media handles because you know damn well I gotta look the podcast one up. I <laughs> am Dexter Nicholas. You can find me on Instagram at d.nix. That's D dot N-I-C-H-S. Follow me because I'm almost at 900 followers and I really want to get there. Like I'm almost there. You can follow me underscore Jess Chavo, Instagram, Snapchat. Hit me up. 
All right, guys, follow the pod at the pod with no name on Instagram, the pod with no name on Instagram and follow me at Supreme seven underscore three Supreme seven underscore three guys. Thanks for rocking out with us for another week. Shout out to all of our new listeners. We got some UK listeners. So across the pond, thank you guys mm. for listening. I'm sorry that your accent sounds so fucking weird and it <laughs> sounds like oops and punts and when you guys talk, but it's all good, man. We'll see you guys for episode five. Peace. Peace and love.